Welcome to the Lost Lowdown Podcast 201 with your hosts, Claude and Justin. What's up, guys? Hey, we're back. Continuing and ending our Season 6 commentary series with Episode 617, the end. Wow. We find question mark? Question mark dot dot hyphen? Uh, <laughs> so it's been a bit of time since uh, the last podcast, I think about like four months ago. Um, and then it's been a bit of time, I think like 10 years since we started the commentary series. Bit of time, yeah, yeah. Actually, we're coming close to the uh 11 year anniversary when the finale aired. And wow, yeah. Yeah, and it was approximately a year after that that we really started the commentaries. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. milestones. We did it, everybody. Pat yourselves on the back. Well Uh, done. Well done, all of us. The Lost Lowdown train uh, may take a while to get to the station, but it uh, (laughs) never runs out of steam. Uh, Yeah, so this is is huge. You know, we went through the, the original run of the podcast obviously covering the episode as they were airing when the show was still on in the previous decade. Um, And uh, then we moved into the commentary series, which took up longer to do than the original run of the podcast, of course, Um, which might not be surprising, but, um, (laughs) but it's been, it's been an adventure uh, revisiting the show, having seen everything uh, and really getting new perspectives on what the show is trying to accomplish and what we, you know, what we take away from it. And of course, one of the big milestones in that journey, uh, specifically with the commentary series, is, is uh, after the show ended and Carlton and Damon told us the two questions they were trying to answer with the show, which they had never mentioned before. Uh, Those two questions being, what's the meaning of life and what happens after you die? And then Justin and I summarily calling bullshit on that and saying, no, 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 no. That's just pretentious, artsy-fartsy bullshit. We know the show. The show's not about those questions. Uh, We've seen every episode multiple times. If that's what the themes were, we would know. And then, you know, having that as a catalyst to go back to... Uh, back to the show with the commentary series and then using those two questions as a lens through which to view the show and then go, oh, wait, holy crap, they were right. Uh, the show is like all about this and almost about nothing else uh, sometimes. Uh, at least that's how it feels, you know? So it's been yeah. a, a big journey, yeah. I think another thing that kind of filled in uh, some of those gaps is having more uh, Damon Lindelof stuff like the TV shows, The Leftovers and Watchmen, and even uh, Prometheus. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like they they share some of those uh, themes with Lost in a way that made it clearer, like what those focal points were, and I think also revealed like what his engines are for focusing on those things you know um which can be kind of deceptive uh and can lead to disappointment sometimes Mm -hmm. if you get fixated on the vehicle for going to the themes as opposed to the actual like point of the, the these larger questions because 
you know, rarely um, has has any of those stories really been interested in those, you know, the the minutia. It's it's definitely been much more, you know, the classic thing is like it's about the characters, but I think, you know, even more specifically than that, it's it's um, it's it's about like you know, humanity and life and stuff like that, you know, um, uh, as experienced by the characters. And so um, uh, I think that's really easy to miss because he puts in all this, like, <laughs> intriguing, weird the shit, um, yeah. uh, which can really entice you uh, into, but uh, it ties in with the theme if you understand how to think about it. But the way to think about it isn't, what is this weird shit? <laughs> it's, <laughs> what does the weird shit mean for the characters? Yeah. Um, that's really actually what the focal point is. And, um, yeah, and another way to phrase that is, is what does it mean for the characters to be experiencing that weird shit? Right? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I think if you can accept that, it's like so much less unsatisfying. Yeah. Well, acceptance in the, in the opposite of acceptance, resistance is is also a really big theme of the show, right? And you, because basically what you see throughout the whole show is characters resisting what's happening to them, uh, and resisting sometimes resisting obvious truths that maybe reality as they experience it is more fantastical than they would have ordinarily believed, right? So, so Jack is a classic character right there where he he spends a lot of time resisting. Uh, supernatural things or or or, or strange destiny things or, yeah. destiny yeah um and uh so that yeah so exactly you know if the if the characters had been um more buddhist in their philosophy and just accepted things there would have been you know uh, a lot less friction um, yeah i think you can see that as Locke's problem too like he he wanted yes. to uh do that but he actually couldn't just go with the flow because Something mm -hmm. would happen, and then he'd be like, "No, this is wrong. This isn't it. I, I don't. This is not. This can't be the destiny that I have. Like mm -hmm. he wouldn't ever accept things. And yeah. I, I think probably the most concrete illustration of that idea uh, in this era of the show, like specifically with the Flash Sideways, is the idea of letting go. Mm -hmm. Yes. I think I think there's something very closely linked with you know that idea of you know you know not resisting or accepting or whatever in that idea of letting go like of those whatever attachments to these uh, problems that you know they had in life or issues with people or you know just like psychological problems or whatever they might be. Mm -hmm. um, they were supposed to remember them, but they were supposed to let them go in the end. That was the point. Mm -hmm. So um, that's what they tell us in the end was like the whole point of the flash sideways is to do yeah. that. Well, it is, it's, it's a bit ironic. I, I think, I think it's ironic. It's like, or it's surprising because that's really what their problem was on earth and uh, their normal lives. Yeah. Was they were 100%. in the past that they couldn't let go. <laughs> so yeah. they get a do over uh, and the flash sideways to, to go, hey, remember that thing you were supposed to let go? Okay, now let it's it It's like go. they get a third chance. Like, you're right. <laughs> the second I, chance was on the island. Yes. Yeah. And that's what Jacob's saying. Like, I brought you here because you were broken, right? Yeah. 
another way to say you couldn't accept certain things about your life yeah. or you were stuck in the past and thinking right there all i mean all of the lost things are stuck in the past there's something yeah. in the past that's haunting them of course which is great for drama right oh, yeah um and that's you know really that's what was missing on the show is a philosopher um who could have given them some kind of perspective that way um to help them understand that that ideology uh, or that mindset you know and then if you look at some uh, characters like um um rose and bernard right an example mm-hmm. of characters who ended up accepting their reality yeah right? yeah and saying, listen, what, and, and also defining what they won't accept. Like, we're not going to deal with Jack. It is nonsense, you know, right. or whatever's happening with the drama on the island. We're going to go do our own thing. But we're not, like, still trying to leave the island. We're not resisting that we're that we're here. We're yeah. going to make the best of what we have right now. Um, and, and that's a path to happiness and contentment, right? Yeah, yeah. They're probably the healthiest like main characters on the show mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would say. yeah yeah and, and that's why we don't focus on them that much because like because exactly, they don't have not... to do they don't have any yeah. more really uh to yeah. through and uh so it's really interesting seeing the show you know 10 years later talking about the show some more um from from these new perspectives and it's not just this action adventure tv show uh but it's really dramatizing the basic mechanics of how we navigate through life you know and in a sense every show does that because every show is about human beings and right and that but this gets at it i think on a more granular level where it's really the focal point and it's really where people are either failing or succeeding in terms of getting their goals um you know obviously we talk a lot about meaning and how um right when you ask what's the meaning of life? Well, the next question is, well, how do you, de- how do you define meaning? Right. And there's yeah. all different models and, and, and philosophies on how you define meaning. And a lot of the characters sort of epitomize those different ways, you know? Um, and um, so you see, yes, yeah, so you see how meaning is a big theme on the show, but, um, and, and then how you're, how, how, the meaning that you place on thing leads to your actions, you know, your interpretations then leads to your actions. Then, okay, now that I believe this, what is that going to inspire me to do? What action am I going to take because I believe that thing, right? So Locke and Echo seeing the orientation film is like our classic example of two people seeing the exact same thing and getting two different uh, meanings out of it. And then their actions diverge because their meaning, the meaning they got out of it is different. One says, Oh, we're supposed to press the button. One's like, no, we're not supposed to press the button. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, which is, I remember at the time, just just not understanding that at all. Why would they write it like this? I don't get, I don't understand. And then Locke is even crazier because he switches his position from that, um, right. uh, from what he had before he saw that. So yeah, it's been, it's been a, it's been a awesome, wild, crazy, long, decades long journey um through this show uh that we can't seem to um uh, maybe maybe that's the point we can it, are we resisting something <laughs> except, probably except i don't i don't know but uh happy to have the um the listeners along with us all this time uh for the ride and uh we do have some news to announce are you ready to announce some news justin Ooh, news time 
news time? Where's our where's our news time bumper music? <laughs> who's producing this? Where's the, cue the music? Yeah, come on. Where what are you doing over there? What are we paying you for? Yeah, we'll put the music in in post. Um, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You've all heard it, so you won't understand these reactions. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, before we get into the episode commentary, a couple of announcements we want to make. So obviously, like I said, we're, we're coming to the end. This is the end of our commentary series. And, um, and a lot of you are like, well, what's next for Claude and Justin? What's next for the Lost Lowdown? Um, so we decided we're going to do a commentary series, proving ourselves wrong for everything we thought of before on the Lost Lowdown. No, I'm kidding. That's not what we're going to do. <laughs> we're going to rebut our points one by one. One by one. It'll take 40 years. <laughs> ready for the adventure. <laughs> yeah. No. Okay. So the real news is, okay, we're, you're, you're listening right now to our commentary series on the end. I hope um, so. <laughs> So no one else you're listening to. <laughs> How else are you hearing this? Yeah, yeah, yikes. It's like uh, beaming at you from the ether into the future. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, next week from where from when we're recording this, uh, not sure what it'll be from when you're listening to this, but uh, a week from now, we're going to do a live commentary on the end. Cue the cheers and applause. Yay! Wow! Oh, the producer uh, at the at his desk. They'll now. they'll 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 uh, what do they call it? They'll sweeten that or uh, they'll uh, yeah, add some more at the thicken stadium. it up a little bit. Um, yeah, it'll be like ten thousand of me. Yeah. Oh, that's even better. Yeah. Always, what we want here is ten thousand Justin. <laughs> that's a good band name, ten thousand Justins. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a little scary actually. I don't think I want that. Um, you don't want it. Um, so yeah, so we're gonna do a live commentary, which means uh, we're inviting you guys to join us as we do another commentary on the end. This time with you uh, joining us live. So we're gonna be doing this on a Discord that we're gonna set up, and uh, so you guys can join us for that. Uh, this we sh we're planning this for uh may 8th 2021 so stay tuned <laughs> on our twitter uh at, at the lost lowdown is our twitter handle so check out there for details on how to join us for uh, our live podcast we don't we haven't done many of those this might be the second one our third one i think ever yeah i think uh, i think third one it's at least the third one because we did one live one during the run of the show at least one yeah. And we yeah. did a live one for Podcast 100, which was, right. you know, the 100th podcast. And it was a commentary about numbers. Gotcha. Um, so I listened to that one recently. Um, I've heard, I've been listening to a lot of Lost Slowdown uh, recently. And so, uh, yeah, so I got to hear some of those early um, commentaries. They're, uh, they're still pretty good. Hey, look at that. We had Check them out. Um, so yeah, so check out our Twitter at the Lost Lowdown for details on how to join us for that. 
We'll be, like I said, we'll be doing a live commentary on the end again, but this time with you guys uh, helping us out, talking about uh, Lost in that episode. And we'll also cover A New Man in Charge, um, that little that little follow-up to the show. Epilogue-ish thing, yeah. yeah. So, uh, let's see, related to that, the next round of big news is you guys have asked for it, you've been demanding <laughs> Several. We've heard your requests. We've heard you finally be heated. Yes. Uh, we are starting a Claude and Justin Patreon. Cue the applause. Yay! That's cheers, not applause. Oh, oh sorry. Sorry. <laughs> there we go. Is that better? Oh, man. We got to get a new producer first. <laughs> sorry. I'm doing ADR over here. That's all I got. I'm just yeah, a person. <laughs> Okay, and then I'm walking down a cobblestone road. So do the foley. Are you doing foley? Oh, as well? oh, oh, okay, got it. Yeah. <laughs> That's really good. How are, you, <laughs> how are you prepared for a cobblestone <laughs> foley right now? What, wow. Wow. It's, it's my art. Come on. It's my art. All right. It's his art, ladies and gentlemen. So <laughs> now you can join Patreon to get some of Justin's art. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, a few of you have asked for it over the years. Um, we have decided we are we're going to figure out what kind of content we can provide that makes sense. You know, obviously, if you're listening to us and if you've listened to us over the years, you know we've been sort of anti-monetizing this podcast uh, for whatever reason. We just felt like we would do this anyway. Um, we would talk for hours and hours and hours over several decades about this TV show anyway. So, um, I think we've proved that at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As, have we convinced people? Do we need to? <laughs> um, but, uh, but now it kind of makes sense. And there's some other things, some cool ideas we're thinking that we can provide through Patreon. So we're looking forward to that. We do want to know from you all what kind of content you would want from Claude and Justin. So that means obviously lost lowdown stuff, lost related stuff, but also Mr. Podcast stuff where we cover basically any topic. You know, we do a lot of movie reviews, but we've covered, you know, politics. We've covered random news. Um, other TV shows, TV shows, movies, music. Like that, music. Uh, so anything goes in the podcast. Uh, so the Patreon will be, you know, the umbrella of Claude and Justin. So anything you guys can think of, you want to hear us talk about or or, or, or discuss or, or anything like that, we're definitely open for that. So reach out to us at Twitter or our email, which is what's our email, Justin? Our email is lostlowdown at gmail.com. Nice. You can email us and uh, let us know about that. So we'll have more news about the Patreon uh, next week on the 8th of May for our live commentary podcast. Um, and uh, we do have a super duper special surprise that we will also be announcing related to that Patreon uh, that will basically will let you guys know what the next big Claude and Justin Lost Lowdown podcast series will be about. Uh, Start the hype now. Cue the, cue the oohs and ahs. <laughs> A very special announcement. Yes. Coming um, your way. We're really, really looking forward to that. That's going to be something special. It's exciting. Get excited. <laughs> Get excited. 
Put your excited pants on, everybody. <laughs> um, and, uh, so we're saving that. We're trying to get a little hype going. <laughs> and uh, and uh, like I said, we'll we'll uh, reveal what that next big... choo-choo <laughs> choo-choo hype train. Yeah, exactly. So we'll let you know where the lost lowdown train is headed next. Uh, now that we're at the end of the commentary series, uh, so that's going to be really cool. I'm really excited about that. Um, and then the last bit, no, so two more bits of news. This is a big news segment. Ooh, bit news, news bits, news bits. We're taking it back. Let's say LLD one. Remember LLD news bits? Who couldn't forget that? Um, <laughs> who couldn't forget it? <laughs> who couldn't forget it? <laughs> Everyone raise your hand if you couldn't forget it. Um, okay, so another thing is Justin has been diligently putting old episodes of The Lost Lowdown on YouTube uh, for posterity and for ease of access. Uh, so please go subscribe to our YouTube. Uh, we want to get at least 100 subscribers so we can get a custom YouTube URL. Like So it'll say youtube.com slash The Lost Lowdown. Right now we just have a, a generic link. Uh, so you can go to our Twitter uh, in the bio to get a link to our YouTube page so you can uh, subscribe there. Uh, like and subscribe. As like and subscribe, please. Uh, yeah, yeah you also, guys... uh, you if you just type Lost Lowdown into uh, YouTube, it'll, it'll take you to the channel as well if you just want to do that. Um, it's not going to take you to the 100 other Lost Lowdowns? There really are not 100 other Lost Lowdowns, which is surprising. Wait, I think we okay. found an original idea. Hey, look at that. Pat ourselves on the bag. Um, and uh, the last bit of news to mention um, is that uh, for Mr. Podcast, we we did uh, an episode on the Avengers movies. So the four Avengers movies, Avengers 1, 2, 3, and 4. Uh, so that is out right now. Uh, Justin, where can they listen to that? Uh, the Mr. Podcast podcast? Oh, look at that. Is it on YouTube as well? Oh, we don't have a it YouTube. It is. Well, okay. Uh, there is a Mr. Podcast YouTube, but uh, it is not caught up with the present. I think it's like Mr. Podcast number four from 2007 is the most recent one there. So, uh, I mean, the last Lowdown one isn't up to date either, but, um, you know, I'm just adding them kind of one at a time. Um, uh, so, no, uh, you can't get to it through YouTube yet, but you can, you know, you can subscribe to Mr. Podcast wherever you get your uh, podcasts, you, you know, you should be able to find it. Um, but if you want to get to it sort of, you know, more directly, um, you can uh, get to it through uh, Twitter. There's a Mr. Exactly. Podcast, at Mr. Podcast Twitter. Um, you can get to it through there pretty easily. So there's two YouTube channels you should go subscribe to, Lost Lives yes. Podcast. Um, so in that, in, 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 the, in that podcast, uh, I've been watching the Marvel movies since they came out. Justin hadn't seen them. We have a uh, special guest, Ginny as well. Who's an old lost slowdown guest. Uh, I missed the podcast guest. So she joins us as well as Justin and Ginny and I talk about, um, the MCU and the Marvel movies. And then we also, uh, did an episode on the Disney plus uh, series WandaVision, which was sort of the predicate for uh, watching those Avengers movies. And uh, so uh, that has not come out yet. And I think we're going to have that uh, episode of Mr. Podcast on WandaVision be our first um, 
uh, Mr. Podcast Patreon content. So we'll add that there first. So if you subscribe to our Patreon, you'll get first dibs on Vision episode. And then, um, and as we work through what our, how our Patreon will be set up, uh, we'll we'll let you guys know what other content will be on there when we first start it up, which hopefully we'll have all ready to go. Um, either by the time you're listening to this podcast or at least by the time we have the live podcast next week. Yeah. All right. So that was the news segment. We had a lot of news to cover. There. Wow. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm excited. Yes. There's a lot. There's a lot. To, there's a lot in the future uh, for, for Claude and Justin. So I'm excited. Yeah. Who that. knew that 2021 would be like uh, a milestone turning point rejuvenation uh, a slowdown. That's not I what I would have predicted back in, say, 2008. <laughs> Neither would I have. Um, okay, cool. Well, I think that's it for the news announcements. And I think we can get to... Was there something else I was going to mention? Um, I think that's it. Yeah, we can get to the episode, right? Yeah. Yeah, let's talk about the stuff. The lost the lost okay cool well um any anything you want to go over before we actually start start up the episode uh yeah so uh i did want to um i did want to talk about this one thing i'm not actually sure you know occasionally we uh speak off the podcast and uh so sometimes i lose track of whether we actually recorded this or if we just said it uh off the podcast i this happened on the old days too i've heard us say this many times anyway um uh but i think at some point we've talked about um you know the issue of this the smoke monster versus the man in black you know um jacob throws his brother in the cave the smoke monster comes out and the body is in the place where we are going to see uh, Jack show up uh, in, in this episode that we're about to watch. You know, they, they specifically call back uh, to that moment. Um, now, of course, Jack isn't dead, uh, at least not yet, uh, when he appears there. So, you know, it's a little different, um, the circumstances. Uh, <laughs> that's not the only difference. Um, and, uh, so anyway, there was this idea that, you know, like what, where is the line, you know, um, like anywhere between, you know, man in black soul was transformed into a smoke monster. Right. Or I guess the opposite side of that would be the smoke monster is the smoke monster and it was released by the man in black and it merely, took his form didn't even really identify with him that would be the most extreme version i don't think that's what i actually think or what you actually think but anyway just to say those are the two opposite extremes of Mm -hmm. how to characterize what happened and anyway um i was kind of thinking i was thinking about about that uh, because i think it is possible to take it as um, you know, there, there's an in-between version where it, it took it, it took his consciousness. Um, so there's this Voyager episode where something like this happens. I guess I don't need to go into all the details, but it sort of helps me think about it in a way where it's like it mimics his consciousness 
and the smoke monster acquired consciousness in this way and Mm -hmm. therefore identified with his consciousness because it was the only version of consciousness that it knew you know so Mm -hmm. it's separate from the man in black and yet its whole idea of consciousness is filtered through the consciousness of the man in black and therefore in a sense it is the man in black but it's Mm -hmm. like a copy you know uh, so that's that's an in-between way to look at it. Okay, so that's all just a preamble uh, to give the context. So uh, I just wanted to bring up this one line that I was thinking about um, from the show. And, you know, I mean, I'm, I like to give a lot of caveats just to make clear the context here. This is from Abiturno. And... It's the, it's the moment when, um, you know, the man in black comes, uh, to get Richard out of the black rock and he's basically trying to recruit him, you know, to kill Jacob. Right. So he's telling him like the devil has your wife and (laughs) you know, I'm the smoke monster, but he's the devil. It's weird. Um, you got to kill the devil to get out of hell. It's like, it doesn't really make sense. Anyway, I just want to make sure you understand the context because the line will sound weird if you don't (laughs) understand the context. So I think it is important to note that there's deception going on in this, as there usually is with the man in black. But, you know, there's deception going on in the scene. So we cannot be too sure about what he's saying. Nonetheless, here is the line. (laughs) Uh, So um, the man in black says to Richard, You aren't the only one who lost something, my friend. The devil betrayed Mm -hmm. me. He took my body, my humanity. Uh, So so anyway, I was thinking about that line because I feel like that's the closest we really get from the show to um, the man in black himself characterizing how he feels about what happened to him. Yeah. Um, and he characterizes it as taking his body, taking his humanity. That's mm-hmm. that is how he portrays what happened to him in the cave. And I think, I think it, that is meant to be how he genuinely believes, you know, about what happened. I feel like even though there's deception involved, mm-hmm. I think that's actually how he thinks about it. And maybe. Of course, you know, he doesn't necessarily know the truth, but maybe that's the closest we get to a clue that that's how we should think about it. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm just throwing it out there because I kind of forgot about that line. And it just thinking about this idea, it hit me a little bit differently in that context, because it's like, no, he's specifically saying, like, he took my body. <laughs> but, but the deception part is the devil is Jacob. Yeah. He's basically lying, calling Jacob the devil because he wants Jacob dead. Indeed. And, but he's basically saying, um, and he's not saying like the smoke monster is the devil and it took my body when I went to Light Cave. Correct. He's saying, Jacob, Jacob betrayed me. He killed me. And, and yeah. my body is now gone because of what he did to me. And, and my and, humanity. Yeah, the extra thing on top of that is my humanity was was wrapped up in that. And that's what they don't ever really get at on the show is what is what is Man in Black's uh, you know, the smoke monster's sensory input, right? What is he missing 
now that he doesn't have a human body, just because he can appear human and interact with the world, is he saying, is he intimating here that there's something uniquely human about a body having the human senses and inputs uh, that he doesn't have anymore, right? Is it, so? and is it like, um, conce- you know, is it, is it just the sensory inputs that's missing? Right? Can he not feel hot and cold? Right? Can he not? Does he not feel anything? Or is it even more deeper of emotionally? He doesn't have the same emotions, right? And and the idea of taking humanity, you know, maybe meaning he doesn't um, uh, the sense of right and wrong, right? Maybe he's more free to do AKA evil things because now he's not bound by. The, the constraints of humanity anymore. So yeah, there's a lot in those couple words. Exactly, exactly. That was the other thought I had about it, that it's almost, so you could take it a couple of ways. Like, so when he says, you know, when he says he took my body, then my humanity, is mm-hmm. he just saying that taking his body was taking his humanity? Is he just saying that's the same thing? Right. Yeah, or like, 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 to be human is to have a body. Yeah, I'm no longer human because I don't have a body. So it's like, it's like that thing about why Locke, you know, and he's like, and he he, he says the stuff. And it's like, does that mean like, those are the same thing? Or are you saying those are separate things? Or is it the one cause the other? Anyway, just to say another possible way to look at it is that it's a separate thing. He took my body and my humanity. He doesn't say and, but you could take it that way. It's two separate statements. And, you know, look, I'm just looking at humanity here in uh, Wiktionary, which I like to go to. And, you know, aside from just meaning meaning the quality of being human, um, the third definition is the quality of being benevolent. Yes. Um, So I feel like that's almost an admission that, you know, that there's something evil about him, you know, that he's somehow lost this you know mm-hmm. this quality of goodness you know uh through this transformation and i never really thought about it that way before mm-hmm. um uh, now it doesn't have to be read that way but and you know well, again with the deception who knows how much of this is even true but and it makes sense given that dogen was trying to test for evilness right yeah um, exactly and- and you can also look at it from the context of claiming, right? This idea of, uh, do, you know, look at what happened with Saeed, right? So the idea of your humanity being taken away to some degree is what claiming is. Right. You know? And that's what we saw with Saeed. He, he wasn't a fully human person after he came back mm-hmm. out of that water. And then when you look at Claire, there was something about her humanity that was different. Mm-hmm. And then it Another way we've been talking about the smoke monsters through the lens of like the ego, right? And how it, you know, how how the smoke monster identifies with the the backstory and the wants of of man in black. Um, but that also reminded me of of Claire again, like when she was stuck on the island by herself, and man in black, you know, as Locke was around her, that that her ego, you know, was very very active you know, um, in that state. So it almost makes me think of claiming is that like, it, it has something to do with ego as well. Um, but yeah, this is an interesting line. And it is tough when a character, especially a villain, is saying things 
and trying to be manipulative, but might be saying things that are still true. Right, right. Um, like, you know, the the speech he gives to Kate about his mother, mm-hmm. you know, he is being manipulative, but like, I do think it was essentially true. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I feel like there's a chance that, you know, even though there's manipulation going on, like that is really how he thinks about what happened to him. And, and you know, the preface to it is Richard saying, but you're the black smoke. So, so he's saying, you know, this is the explanation for, you know, mm-hmm. why I'm the black smoke. You know, yeah. is he's saying the devil did it. And, you know, that part is clearly the lie. Like, Jacob's obviously not the devil. Well, that's but... what's weird. Why didn't he just say Jacob was the black smoke? I Yeah, we talked about that. It's, yeah. it's weird. Yeah, it's weird that he's claiming, listen, I am the black smoke and I am this powerful thing, but don't be scared of me. You need to go be afraid of the devil because he took my body. But he's not actually saying, like, what the devil, what what threat the devil presents, right? Does he, what does he say about that? Like, why? He says the devil has your wife and you're going to have to kill him if you ever want her back. Oh, not getting her back. Okay. Yeah. Getting her back. Yeah. That's the idea. Cause you know, he, he appears as Isabella and then, and then he sets up a black smoke attack, which is confusing. Cause then he says he's the black smoke and mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. The, the deception is a bit yeah. of a mess. But but it, it does seem to suggest this line. It seems to suggest that um, if his body was taken and we did see Man in Black's body dead, right after he comes out of the light cave, mm-hmm. that means that Man in Black here is identifying as the spoke monster, right? He's that you know he's thinking that that's his spirit or that's whatever you have left when you don't have a body. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it can go to the Voyager idea that you mentioned that there was this entity in the light cave of a smoke monster that was in the in the light or dormant or something and then in in the interaction between it and man in black going down there dead it started to identify as some part of man in black with this consciousness and he goes oh well huh i'm a conscious being i see that my with with all the memories of man in black um I see my body is over there. Oh crap, Jacob took my body and now I'm all that's left of that. And so either that is really Man in Black's spirit or consciousness, or it's a separate thing that's identifying as that because it never knew consciousness before, to your point about the the Voyager episode. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, it's interesting to look at. And, and, And that also might explain a little bit why Smokey never wants to go back to the light cave because I always felt like when he's like, "Oh, I want to go home," I felt like he he should want to go back to the light. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the place of consciousness or creation or life and death and everything in between that would seem to be you know it's the source of power that Mother says men will want and seek out, right? right? And it seems like it should want to go there because that's where it came from. So why isn't that home, right? Yeah. And again, to go back to the idea. Of, if it's over, like like an ego, over-identifying with its thoughts and feelings about the past, it thinks its home is somewhere off the island. And right. there is this kind of like, when you get into the, the, the psychology and some of the new age ideas about the ego and how that's different than, than sort of you or, or a human being as a as conscious being or you know consciousness or a spirit, 
it does actually illustrate why it's bad for Man in Black to leave the island, right? It's it's almost like this um, uh, not punishment but repercussion to the over identification of ego and form, right? The separation, right? So so Man in Black leaving the island would be the most extreme separation between, you know, what the smoke monster really is and what it thinks it is. Mm-hmm. If it's on the one hand identifying as, as a man in black who was, who was a human man who was born from a woman and came from, you know, uh, Roman, wherever they came from. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Roman Empire was big, I guess. Yeah. Uh, you know, and uh, it, it thinks it's that and and thinks its home is somewhere off the island. That is a complete disidentification with what maybe it really is, which is this sort of formless being that lived in whatever the light is. And so it leaving is now this like separation or breaking point between those two poles of, of um you know, the magnetism between these two things and, and what it should really want is unity, right? With its true nature and identity. But because it's trapped in this idea of ego, this idea of, of, of our thoughts and memories of the past, it thinks it wants something else, which is something it's never actually seen, which is home somewhere off the island, right? So, you know, that's those are really, really interesting ideas. Um, and again, with the show, we see them you know, it's like they give us these these ingredients and then we get to make the recipes up for ourselves, you know, on how all these ingredients should be put together and what, what dish you can make from them, you know, what meaning you can gather from from all this stuff. But yeah, that's, that's really interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, uh, as soon as I, as soon as I thought about that line in that way, I was like, I gotta get that in the podcast at some point because I feel like, I feel like that that is actually the the only time that he really speaks directly about what happened to him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, um, like because all the other scenes just assume that as the background. Yeah. Um, it, I was gonna say, and it also shouldn't go without saying that like Jacob never comments right about what he did to man in black in terms of uh sorry i took your body and sorry you're you're a you're conscious you're pure consciousness now or something right like he never says that to man in black but he does say a few words about it in what they died for mm-hmm. he says and this is gonna be short you call him the monster but i'm responsible for what happened to him i made him that way and ever since then, he's been trying to kill me. It was mm-hmm. only a matter of time before he figured out how, and when he did, someone would have to replace me, and that's why I brought you all here. That's mm-hmm. pretty much... Oh, and the, before that, he says, I brought you here because I made a mistake a long time ago, and now there's a good chance you're all going to die because of that. So anyway, that was the intro to that line. So um, so he, he does acknowledge to the candidates, at least, uh, he never acknowledges to the man in black, which, yeah, is one of many things he never acknowledges to the man in black on screen. <laughs> I wonder also if, if that's one of the reasons why man in black is locked um, when he kills, well, when he has been killed, Jacob, why he pushes him in the fire 
uh, besides to get rid of the body, I, I, maybe that's another way of going, I'm going to take your body from you, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Destroy your body or something. Right. Yeah, yeah. Now that makes sense in a way. Yeah, I didn't really think about it that way. I guess, I you know, love, at the time we didn't really know that. Yeah, I would have loved him to grab Jacob's body and throw him down the light cave and see what mm -hmm. happens. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of course that, yeah, that would have required a reveal a little too early for when they <laughs> wanted to give it. But uh, I guess they could have, like, they could have made it a mystery. Like, yeah. like, he takes Jacob's body and we don't know what he did with it. And then we find out you know, later when they're ready to tell us what the cave of light is, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, like, yeah, that, that's an interesting, I, yeah. Like poetic justice kind of thing. Um, I think that, yeah, that just goes to the fact that I'm not a hundred percent convinced um, at the point of the incident when, when Jacob is killed, that they really full, had that idea fully formed of what his point was. Especially because, like, and this is where, you know, some of the, uh, you know, larger plot aspects of the show, like, kind of don't hang together. You know, the, the main conflict in the incident, as presented to us, is the debate over the nature of humanity. Mm -hmm. You know, um, are, they, are they inherently good or are they uh, inherently evil, basically? Mm -hmm. um, that's the only direct, like, conflict that they have on screen in that episode so it makes it seem like that's you know the connection and it isn't until season six that he says he wants to go home mm -hmm. so anyway i feel like it's possible that they didn't even know enough to be able to sh tell, you know like yeah. portray it in the right way at the time for sure yeah so but that's just you know i mean that's just a production thing it doesn't necessarily mean that they wouldn't have wanted to if they had, you know, if if TV production was like retroactive, mm -hmm. you know, that's something I've always wondered too. You know, uh, we talked about this on the Lost Slowdown like like twelve years ago or not that long ago. Anyway, whatever. Um, you know, uh, some people go back. I mean, you know, George Lucas famously um, added shit into the old Star Wars movies mm -hmm. and. Um, you know, like Stephen King uh, rewrote the first book of the Dark Tower series. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like there is precedent for going back and like changing a thing that's old to, you know, to like bring it in line. And, you know, in the case of the Gunslinger, it was like specifically to bring it in line with where the series ended up. Yeah. Um, Cause like, you know, he wrote the first one like in the seventies and by the time it was over, it was like, 20 years later and so he went through and removed all the bell bottoms from the exactly you know that's actually not far from the truth there's totally like it's like groovy man there's like some weird 70s like <laughs> lingo in there <laughs> it's like it sounds really strange when you read it because yeah it's not really supposed to be a 70s story but you know it's that weird thing where like no matter when a thing is set it reflects the time period it was made in yeah you know, I, I always think that's interesting. Like, you can't really get rid of that entirely. Mm -hmm. um, but anyway, uh, the thing I've always wondered is, like, if they could, um, you know, add or subtract or, or something to the, the earlier stuff, you know, season one, two, whatever, 
um, you know, what would they do? Like, you know, do they have any like specific changes they would want to make um, or whatever to, to kind of point a little more clearly in the direction that they ultimately ended up going? You know, I, I it'd be interesting to me to just even just hear like the idea of what that might be, even if that, you know, doesn't get realized for like obvious practical reasons. Yeah. I'm writing that down as a question for Damon. When we oh, yeah, that. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a good idea. Because <laughs> I would probably forget about it. And even if I didn't, I would forget about it as soon as Damon's on the podcast. <laughs> um, okay, cool. Yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah, um, I know you've been uh, re-listening to a lot of the old Lost Slowdown stuff. You actually, I just got to give you props. You actually listened to all 34 hours of the original Lost Slowdown, the end podcast. Yes, podcast number 83 uh, in five segments. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, I did. Uh, not all at once, I'll be honest. It was, you know, uh, bit, bit here, bit there over, I don't even know. I think it maybe took two or three weeks um, mm-hmm. to get through it. It's, you know, it's it's long. Um, but yeah, yeah, I got through it. Uh, first time I ever listened to it, you know. Uh, uh, it's uh it's weird um uh you know i don't i don't usually like listening to the current ones but i think the old ones you know i I don't know there's just a huge disconnection there and so uh i really enjoy it because it's like kind of unpredictable what we're gonna do or say um and i almost almost feel like i'm i'm listening to it fresh you know um and uh yeah it's a fun podcast we go through the whole episode scene by scene that ta- I think that took about 18 hours or so, um, <laughs> which is crazy. Insane. Uh, and then we do we do some character RIPs, which is RIPs for all the characters because they're all dead by the end of the show. And uh, and then we went through the uh, all the episodes. Like they're like I forgot. I think it was the LA Times ranked the lost episodes yes uh-huh. um and we did we just went through that list and so as a result we talked about every single episode at least briefly we went in reverse order right we talked about the yeah. worst the best or something from from 100 down to one yeah. yeah and uh and then we did we did the abcs of lost um where we just tried to like go through the alphabet and come up with a thing yeah. um albert uh, exactly yeah. um so that was fun and uh or maybe i'm getting that maybe we didn't do that in the finale maybe that was actually a different podcast anyway um uh we did a segment with jenny uh where she talked about her thoughts on the finale mm-hmm. um we did Vince's uh, unanswered questions we yeah yeah we talked about Vince's list of unanswered questions we went through that whole thing one by one we mm-hmm. did, uh, we, you know, we talked about, you know, we did some shout outs for like long time LOD listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we went through some history stuff. Um, you know, we really tried to like. <laughs> it sounds like a quality podcast. It was pretty good. I mean, we kind of put everything in there. 
Yeah. Um, we really try to like make it like some kind of final period on the project of a current Lost podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it serves that pretty well. And and there's a little like coda thing at the end that is just great. I still love listening to it. Um, I oh, recommend yeah. that you check that out um, if you haven't for a while. Um, it's like, you know, the last, I don't know, the last two or three minutes um, where we do this like really great high concept thing that I don't mm-hmm. even want to spoil. Like, check it yeah. out. It's great. Yeah, it's probably the best thing we, we ever did. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> it really is. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Uh, I think I think it's yeah the closest we came to somehow like capturing the vibe of Lost within the context of the Lost Slowdown. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think it manages to do that. Uh, it helps that we take stuff from the show directly. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, nonetheless, I think it 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 was adapted to the podcast in a way that was just very, I don't know, very satisfying and, and also like strangely like poignant. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's uh, it's, I'm surprised how affecting it is. Yeah. It reflected the, the poignancy of the, the ending of the show, I think, uh, in a a way. And, um, yeah, I have not gone back and listened to 34 hours of episode 83, (laughs) but at some point I will, it is a journey I want to go on. Um, but you know, there's so much, uh, other lost lowdown podcasts for us to do. It'll be a while before I have time to do that. But, um, <laughs> and I know you've been listening to other podcasts through scattered throughout the, uh, lost lowdown, uh, discography or whatever, um, mm-hmm. that I'm sure will come up on our conversation for this episode. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. I, uh, uh, yeah, I listen to select episodes and some, some of the early commentaries and yeah, it's just, I don't know. I mean, there's just something really cool about it as a kind of time capsule, you know, it really takes you to a moment and you can see where you kind of just think the same thing uh, and where, you know, things have evolved considerably. And, and I do think that, our overall idea of the show has, has evolved a lot. Um, You know, I think in the finale podcast, like I think you were like on the verge of touching on a vague, like kind of hint of (laughs) the idea of the way we think about the show now, but it wasn't, it just wasn't quite fully formed. And I I do think that, that, um, quote you mentioned um, about the big themes of loss that they said um, really did help to crystallize it and make it, you know, like a very pointed, direct, like this is what the show's about. And this is the lens through which we can think about, you know, Mm -hmm. most of what happens in the show. And I think before that it was more of a half formed vague intuition. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so you, you can really hear that, I think, in the finale podcast that, like, we're struggling with the fact that we don't quite mm-hmm. grasp the point of the yeah. show. Half-form vague intuition was what we were originally going to call the podcast, <laughs> and then we went with Lost Slowdown instead. <laughs> um, yeah, man, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, that was, what, 2010 we recorded that? 2010. Yeah, May 2010. That's- that's literally 11 years ago this month. It uh, is. That's insane. <laughs> that's a really long time ago. It 
really is. Yeah, it's crazy to think about. Because um, it, it seems like it was a long time ago, but also it doesn't seem like it was that long ago. So I don't well, know. This is great. And this is what we, this is why we decided we wanted to uh, do a live commentary series um, for for this this ending of this chapter of The Lost Lowdown, this, this series here, is because we want to hear you know, what our, our listeners and uh, our friends out there in the listening world um, have have been thinking and feeling all these decades on this journey. You know, I know uh, some listeners, you know, um, found us more recently than others. Um, but uh, I think if you spent any time listening to our podcast, especially, you know, some of the original series stuff, the super duper long ones, um, you can't help but go on some kind of journey listening to us drone on and on for hours at a time. Um, so yeah, so definitely <laughs> hear, you know, um, uh, what you guys out there have thought and experienced uh, with the Lost Slowdown and with us on this, uh, on this excursion through trying to figure out what this TV show is really about. And, and of course, what we, you know, what we have come to at this point to uh, believe is uh, the show is about life. And, uh, and everything in between, which is both satisfying and discouraging because it's all encompassing and it's, and it's specific and vague at the same time. Uh, so anything that goes wrong, it's like, yep, it it's life. And anything yeah. that's right, it's, oh, okay, that's yeah, life. So uh, <laughs> and it's to write a perfect show, if you just write a show about life, then it's always perfect. Because right. Is, is the whole spectrum of things. Right? I think maybe that is like the big mystery. Like, how is that not a cop out? You know, how is that not mm-hmm. something you could just say about any show? Mm-hmm. You know, what is it specifically that's going on in Lost that addresses that in a particular way that sets it apart from, yeah, the fact that every show is about people, every show is about life in some sense, like, you know, because I do feel like there's something more, but it, it is a little hard to put your finger on exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, hopefully we can get to that at some point. I'd like to, uh, I'd like to, I'd yeah. like to be able to, to make that more. Well, and, yeah. And one way, like, I think we'll have a whole, <laughs> we'll be talking about that answer for another 10 years, but I think one, one little example of, of why I think we feel strongly that, you know, this, this characteristic applies to Lost and not other shows can just go back again to meaning, right? Other shows are very clear about what's happening and what's real, right? If two characters on most TV shows see the same thing, they're going to interpret that the same way, right? And even if they don't, uh, the point of their diverging opinion about what they see or interpret won't be the point that they're showing us that right right so, so lock it'll be to serve some function it'll serve of conflict or something character function, which it does on loss as well mm-hmm. but uh yeah it, it it really does like tie into the theme the fact that they do that apart from the conflict yes mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. which is i think you're right it's a unique thing and, and the other thing is they do it to the characters and then they do it to us, right? So mm-hmm. one of the things we talked about before in the podcast is how powerful chronology plays into the, the question of meaning, right? So if you start with a theme of what's the meaning of life, 
the next thing you have to de decide is, well, how do you determine meaning, right? Uh, and then once you figure out how you determine meaning, then you see all the things that happen and then you sort of place meaning on these things. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, but like, again, with chronology, it goes to, well, what's the order of events? That's going to determine how you place the meaning, right? So one of the big powerful realizations that we had doing the, during the commentary series, rewatching the show, having those two questions from Carlton and Damon about their, the two answer, the, the two questions they were trying to answer, what's the meaning of life, what happens after you die, you know, um, one of the big realizations was the numbers, right? Well, we, the chronology of the numbers as shown on the show is out of order, right? It's, we see the numbers in, in one time period, then the next time we see them, it's before that time period, the next time we see them, it's afterwards, you know? So when we first get introduced to the numbers, we're told that they're, we're introduced them through Hurley, who thinks that they're supernatural and that they're bad luck. So that's the meaning we take because that's our first um, understanding and uh, from you know the first example of seeing the numbers and we take um, Hurley's viewpoint of them you know but of course you could also disbelieve Hurley right you could have in that first episode says no he's crazy I'm not going to believe that the numbers are supernatural even though there's evidence that seems to suggest they are you know. But I think they even put wrong. that in the episode. That's one of the shocking things to me about going back to that episode. Like when he goes mm -hmm. to see um, Sam Toomey's wife, she's like, they're just numbers. You make your own luck, Mr. Reyes. Exactly. It's like, crazy. Yeah, in any other show, that's just a line of dialogue. But I think we come to believe that that's the show trying to tell us, hey, hint, hint, hint. Think about the meaning you're mm -hmm. placing on you have the option to decide what these things mean in your life and on the show, right? So this is why the show is, is so about life. And, and again, going back to the chronology, right? One of the big realizations we had, and this goes into answering the question of why are sometimes, why does the show sometimes have lackluster answers to big mysteries, right? That was another thing we we're wrestling with because it seems like it's just bad writing or they had an idea that they liked and they couldn't come up with anything better mm -hmm. and then we just get Oh, well, at the end of the day, the last thing you hear about the numbers is it was no big deal, nothing fancy. It was just a series of digits that were on a list and got put on the swan hatch. Boom, the end. And you're like, that can't be the end of this insane, crazy adventure that is the numbers. But if you go back and you're thinking about how we place the meaning on these series of events, if you put the number, the, every scene that's about the numbers in, in chronological order, you know, not in the order of of which they were released in the episodes, but in actual chronological order, the first thing you would see about the numbers is they're just a list of digits on a piece of paper that get put on the Swan Station. Mm -hmm. So started your opinion, the meaning you would have placed on those numbers is there's nothing special about these numbers. Yeah. And then the next time, you know, you would see the numbers, you would hear about the numbers being broadcast off the island, right? Then the next time you would hear the numbers uh, being told to Hurley, uh, you know, at the uh, mental institution, right? And the next time you would see Hurley using the lotto to play the numbers, and then he would go, oh, crap, I won the lotto with these numbers, and now I'm having bad luck. But we would have known, chronologically speaking, that he's placing a different meaning on those numbers than he needs to, right? Because that's not the origin that we know that they came from. We know that there's nothing inherently supernatural about them. Um and so that completely changes everything. And so then you go, oh, 
So then the reason the last thing we hear, the last final reveal about the numbers is, is in a sense, quote unquote, lackluster or mundane is because that's the point. The point was they were never supernatural. And that was just Hurley and other people's interpretation of them. And when you're watching, when we were watching the show in an initial run, you don't understand that. It just feels like a cop out. It feels dumb. It feels like bad writing. But instead we go, oh, that's actually them proving the point of their theme. <laughs> this is them illustrating their theme, right? Um, that life is all about the meaning that we place on things and, and how we interpret what's happening in our, in our environment. And then we get to choose, again, going back to Echo and Locke, we get to choose, oh, should, should we press the button or should we not press the button, right? Um, the, the source of that input is the same. Um, so, so yeah, so I think, I think those are the ideas, right. That goes along with sort of proving out the point that the lost more than other TV shows really is about life and how we live life and interact with uh, our reality. Yeah. I think, I think the numbers are like probably the most pure distillation of the idea of like putting meaning on something, um, because because they're like the most meaningless thing like it's a string of numbers it's just an abstract like there's no me they're mm -hmm. i mean there's numbers, all the, yeah numbers and groups of numbers and sequences of numbers exist all around us all the time yeah yeah it's like that thing of when you you know when you buy a new car you buy a red corvette all of a sudden you're seeing red corvettes everywhere well that's not anything supernatural there's not right. just suddenly red corvettes in the world just because you bought one your attention is just being placed on them in a very particular way so the same thing of like if you think 4 8 4 8 15 16 23 42 has something special then you'll start seeing that in places you wouldn't have ordinarily seen that just based on the meaning that you've placed right so even there they're describing how meaning is is almost in a way changing your reality right because it's changing how you view things and, and where and, you know where your consciousness is being placed in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I th it's just like, I mean, I, because, you know, it's one thing when, you know, you, you know, you, you find the hatch, right. And you're like, Oh, that, you know, means something, you know, it's like, well, you know, I mean, there's a thing there, right. It, it, it kind of does mean something. <laughs> You know, mm -hmm. now the meaning you put on it and the meaning that Locke puts on it is definitely like beyond, yeah. I think, what it really means. But like, I feel like the numbers are so great because like <laughs> just numbers, it's there's like so nothing to them that mm -hmm. it's like everything you put on them is is not what they mean. Yeah. And that's again, going back to Locke and the and seeing the light turn on in the, in the hatch. Right. That's just Desmond going to the bathroom. Yeah. Right? Yeah, he thinks, "Oh wow, look, God is it's a telling message. me." Yeah, it's a sign. Yeah, <laughs> and Desmond had a full bladder. You know, like <laughs> how much meaning are you going to place on Desmond's bladder? <laughs> <It's not. laughs> I mean, you know, yeah, probably not much, but like, yeah, somehow, somehow, slightly more than the numbers. But yeah, no, I exactly. I mean, that's, that's a great example, because that was probably yeah, probably after the after the numbers, like one of the most mind blowing things from that mm -hmm. early part of the show, because it did, 
invite all sorts of interpretations. And I guess that's another thing I'll say about the show that I, I do feel is somewhat unique, although you can make arguments for something like this for other shows, but I feel like for Lost, it, it just really falls into place that the experiment, the experience of the viewer watching the show is mirrored yeah. in the experience of the characters within the yeah. show. That's you know? the other big element that makes Lost different than other shows is you, you, you are, you, it's two levels. It's one is your personality, your viewpoint about life is generally mirrored by a character on the show. Yeah. And then the second thing is, so so the show is sort of representing you in its world, but then there's this extra meta level where you watching the show is also a form of interacting that is mirrored on the show. You know, so one of the things we talked about when we kind of came up uh, or sort of discovered that relationship is is the idea that, um, you know, if you uh, if you're watching the show and you think the mysteries are the most important thing, then you're a lock type character. Yeah, yeah. If, if you're watching the show and you think there's a rational explanation, you're a Jack type character. Yeah. If you're watching the show and you don't care about any of this, you're, you know, you're Rose and Bernard, mm -hmm. right? If you stop watching the show at, altogether, you're Rose and Bernard. <laughs> You know, you decide to not interact. So there's almost no interaction. All those viewers who quit the show, just a bunch of roses and Bernards. <laughs> deciding they're tired of sex bullshit. They don't care anymore about what's going to happen. You know? And and I think that's what's so crazy, and we've talked about that over the years, is the show, the show locks you into this relationship. So no matter how you're interacting with it, even if, if you like it, if you love it, if you watch it, if you don't, you're still locked into this relationship that it's sort of describing um, by the characters on the show. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's just a weird, you know, I love Parks and Rec, but Parks and Rec doesn't do that, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not a Leslie when I watch the show or something, you know? <laughs> you know, it doesn't have yeah. that type, that type of um, uh, symbiotic relationship, or I don't, I don't know what the word is quite yet. Uh, but it, that that relationship between you and the show is different, and even something like Twin Peaks, which is which is more similar to Lost, uh, really deep, really about psychological concepts and, and mythological concepts and things like that. Um, but also doesn't quite have that relationship that between you and the show. Um, where it where it's like sort of dramatizing the themes through how you're watching the show. It's crazy. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I think I think there's like a light sort of version of that where, but this is I think this is true for for any um, you know sort of detective type show where there is somewhat of a relationship between the experience of the detective and the, and the viewer as you, as you're sort of going through sure, the case. Yeah. But, but I think it's, I don't think it's as strong as it is in lost in terms of the, the that connection. I, th I think that's a, a bit flimsy and I think it does kind of fall apart at a certain point in, even in the original series, let alone, you know, the movie and, and season three. It, yeah, I guess what I, how I would describe this, the difference is is a detective story. You 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 can identify with the detective from their perspective as they're trying to solve the mystery, and and you know depending on how much you know uh, dramatic irony there is or whatever, you know when you know that situation where the audience might know more than the character, and right? that does happen eventually. Happen. Where yeah. we know more. 
Exactly. So you're solving the mystery along with them. But I, but I feel like with Lost, it's more like a show where um, the characters on the show are trying to solve a mystery. You as the audience member are watching the show and also trying to solve the mystery. But, 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 Lo- but the difference with Lost is it, it, it gives you a mystery to solve. It's not just the characters who are solving a mystery and you're not just solving it vis-a-vis the characters and through, through them representing you but the show itself is presenting a mystery for you. It makes you the detective instead of the detective being a proxy for you. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I guess yeah. that's how, how I would kind of describe it. Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, that's something that we've talked about before that, you know, there really are not, aside from Locke, and actually I think you can make an argument that, that even Locke is somewhat of an exception, uh, doesn't quite fit this, like most of the characters um you know don't don't actually care about the mysteries mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. they're never interested in and this goes all the way to the season six you know up to the end of the show like they are only in, interested in the mysteries insofar as they actually matter to them you know on a, on a personal level but yeah. they don't they're not like interested in solving them in kind of an abstract way and and i think um I think even Locke, you know, who I think is probably the closest character who who gets to that. It's, yeah. it. I think it does become clear that in a way, you know, even though he was driving that, what was driving him to solve the mystery was actually, you know, something broken inside him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, it, so it actually was serving a psychological need for him. It wasn't really about finding the answer. It was about what searching for the answer was, you know, doing for him. Yeah, and I think that's why he was broken and stayed broken. Is is it was about, you know, in psychological terms, it was about his ego. He, the, him thinking he's on a path and he's special inflated his ego. Yeah. Any time that that wasn't seemed to be true, he turned into a whiny baby and was broken. <laughs> exactly. And that's his ego, like you know throwing a tantrum yeah and, and i think really and we'll ask carlton and david if we get them on the podcast like i feel like what the losty should have done it's almost like if the show is about life right and what's the meaning of life you know maybe the meaning of life is to find purpose right to find your life's purpose to find why why you are here and one way to do that is to explore the mysteries of life so to your point most of the characters were not interested in the mysteries that were around them and so you might want to say a path to success for them might have been to actually stop. Don't don't spend your energy dealing with the minutia of, you know, we're stuck on this island and we're trapped and things like that and people trying to kill us, but actually focus on investigating the mysteries around them, the supernatural stuff, the stuff that can't really be explained. And in that way, they will find their purpose, right? Because it's sort of an inner journey for them to even uh, to, to, to comprehend, right? How do they place the meaning of those things, right? And so it's almost like that that's the, the sort of the point of the show, right? It's telling us as an audience member, you know, the point of life is to find your purpose. And how do you find your purpose? Well, you investigate and you spend time on the, the, the big things that matter. And you, but in order to do that, you have to figure out what are the big things that matter. And, and I, you know, my point, I guess, is that it's not that the others are trying to kill us. Now that kind of real world, you know, you're, you know, um, flight or fight, 
living in a jungle, you know what I mean? Basic survival stuff. That is the stuff, you know, if you, if you, if you think about it sort of in a new age context, that's the stuff that they'll tell you gets us in the way of whatever our higher order thinking is about ourselves and our place in the world, right? We're so busy working 40 hours a week and, and trying to pay the bills that we can't stop and feel the present moment or we can't stop and understand our connection to other human beings and to, you know, nature and life in general, right? Which is what the losty should have done. But they didn't get to do that because they're so mired in their ego and their, you know, the, just just the human, uh, the 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 necessity to survive, right? Because they're always on edge, they're always stressed out, you know, most of the time, uh, and um, and they don't. There's no, and that's the thing. There's no philosopher in the group, right? There's no philosopher ever shows up on the show. Um, at least is how I'm. I'm Scanning my memory for all the characters. I don't think so. And I think that's the problem. I think maybe they couldn't have written a philosopher on the show because the philosopher would have gotten to the secret of what was happening. Um, because I think it takes a philosopher or at least someone who's um, who who could have gone down the path of, um, of uh, trying to um, understand uh, how... Uh, be more being more conscious about how they're reacting to events, right? Someone and maybe so maybe not necessarily have to be a philosopher, but for somebody who could say, guys, we've just been spending all this time reacting, you know, and uh, and I think like Sawyer doesn't Sawyer make a comment about that? Yeah, when he becomes a little five. Yeah, 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 you know, and, and so Sawyer got it a little bit, and, and and if you think about it, right? I guess I guess I could like. That's myself, what he said right? to Jack. Like when you were the leader, you just reacted to things. Yeah. And what I'm gonna do is sit here and read and think. Yeah, and I think so. Maybe we did have a philosopher on the show. Maybe it was. Swinging. I guess. Yeah, I guess that might uh, be. Yeah, the cl- their characters named after philosophers like Locke <laughs> and Desmond, but uh, yeah, they aren't actually philosophers. But I guess I guess that could that that's an example that might prove my point is that Sawyer got closer to his full character, right? The, the the sort of best kind of version you might say he could be when he stopped being reactive like Jack. Mm-hmm. Right? When he slowed down and he let things unfold how they were gonna unfold. And, and so because he had that mindset, the writers showed that he had character growth because of that, because we know that becoming the floor was like better for him than who he had been before. Yeah. And that's the best, you know, really kind of the best Sawyer stuff is in that era. Right. Um, yeah, definitely. So I, do think, I do think there's something there, man. I, I do think there's something there, and um, I think it's you're crazy. right. Yeah, and I, it, it, yeah, and maybe that's why, maybe that's why his flash sideways is is just focused on like going back to you know the original, um, the original trauma of of what happened to his parents and, and stuff like that because and like the real Sawyer and stuff because like this you know, the stuff that happened after that, um, you know, maybe he did like kind of deal with that, um, you know, in, in life. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and that, that was the only thing he, he didn't quite move past, uh, during that period. And so, uh, yeah, I don't know. And the other thought I had, uh, is that also maybe, maybe that explains why Locke doesn't care about the mysteries of the Island or, what happened on the island after you know he died 
you know, which which always frustrated me. But mm-hmm. maybe part of the point there is, you know, something like, you know, that, you know, be I don't know, being realizing that, like, you know, that time was what it was. It's yeah. over now. It's time to move on, like, which they basically say. And like, so like worrying about what happened after he died or what the meaning of the island was is actually it shows character growth that he doesn't yeah you know do those things and i really didn't think about it that way but getting to the point of what Locke's like problems were really does kind of illustrate that 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 there is something there um that that i guess i should give him credit for um now that i think about it yeah yeah it's 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 weird the the this episode we're gonna watch is weird but and how they wrap things up. But I do think you're right. I think that's kind of the point that the ultimate arc for Locke is to, you know, what is 180 degrees from where he started in the pilot, right? And yeah, for him to be past what the island was really about and all the mysteries. Because again, I think that was really about his ego, right? His mother shows up and says, you're immaculately concepted, you know? And he's like, what? Mm -hmm. like he wants something big, right? He wants to be a part of something grand and special. And what's crazy, right? In a way, like the realization is you are a part of something big and grand and crazy and special. It's just not the thing you think it is. And you're right. not going to find it on the island. Um, and that 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 thing is not the thing that people keep telling you it is. Exactly. Because those people are just manipulating you. Yes, Exactly. And actually, it, it, it's sort of this, I guess, a double-edged sword almost, that wanting to find that thing can lead you down the wrong path, right? Mm-hmm. To make sure you don't get the thing, yeah. Yeah, because it makes you able to be manipulated, right? Or, or mm-hmm. like, well, uh, there's a path. I got to find the path. And so then it's like any path you see, you think, oh, well, that's my path. I'm expecting a path. Yeah. yeah no i think that yeah i think that is really the best like distillation of what the point of black's character was and you know i i think that when when i watch a show originally i was definitely watching it as a lock type character and when i think Mm -hmm. about that and i take it seriously it's like well (laughs) of course i was disappointed i mean you know, if, if I'm if I'm engaging in that in that way with the show, like the show is trying to tell me like not to do that, but I, I'm gonna fight it because I'm treating it like Locke did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like it's I don't know. It's kind of it it almost feels like a, a direct criticism of of those viewers, like showing how Locke ends up. You know, which is. I think one of the one of the more harsh uh, fates that any character really faces on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, what was, for, his, what was his, uh, his dying thought? I don't understand. I don't understand. <laughs> I I haven't cracked that yet. I feel like in another ten years we'll understand what that why that was his last thought. But I haven't quite cracked that yet. There's something there. To what we were just talking about with Locke and what what he needs on the show, I, I think there's a reason why he says that. That's not them just being assholes to his character. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
Oh, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think there's some obvious stuff there, but there's probably a way to look at that that might help, like, fit fit a bit more clearly into what his overall arc was. It does suggest to me that he died, you know, unresolved. Like, that he died not, you know, fully, like, somehow accepting things or not fully embracing you know life or whatever you know like i don't think he died with an, an enlightenment i feel like that's clear and so well, it, it was really left to the flash sideways for him to achieve that well it's interesting because i i almost feel like there's a way there's a way in which i don't understand is a first step to enlightenment right um admitting you don't know anything there is wisdom there. Oh, right? I agree. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. First step, though. <laughs> First step. Coming from a character who you could say thought he understood the entire time. He had a strong idea. Yeah, yeah. What yeah, like you said in this one, like, like the button does nothing. I've, I've never been more sure about anything <laughs> in my life. I think you said something. Oh, what a great line. What a great line. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, there's an article on Screen Rant called The 10 Saddest Things About John Locke to Rank. <laughs> uh, so I think we should go through that. We all know what these are. Number four is I don't understand, by the way. Mm-hmm. Maybe go through that. But Yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, I think you're right that you could you could put a positive spin on it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the man in black characterizes it as the saddest thing you've ever heard. Yeah. Um, but uh, that doesn't necessarily mean he's right. It's not clear that the man black, you know, is completely um, has great, um, you know, peace in his psychology. And that's another thing about man in black is like that's actually something kind of surprising, right? In a way that his his existence and his understanding of what he is. He knows he's not a normal man anymore. He knows he's a smoke monster and what he's capable of. Um, that that doesn't give him a new worldview. That he doesn't that he doesn't become almost like a prophet about what life really is about. You know, mm-hmm. guys, I'm a fucking smoke monster. Let me tell you what that means about what you are or about what life is mm-hmm. or anything like that. He just stays in this. Kind of seems like he doesn't change at all. Yeah, this corporeal mindset. You would think like that would open up something, uh, or at least put him into doubt about what life is and what the afterlife might be. But you know, he's like he's like he's fighting it the whole time. Like he just wants to be human again. He just wants to go back home. Like he sees it as well. Maybe you know, so he's, right. he's really not accepting it. That's it. it. God, everything is about acceptance and resistance. <laughs> Because you're right, maybe that's the point, is that just like the Losties aren't taking a moment to, to question the deeper mysteries and what it means for them, uh, uh, a man in black as a smoke monster isn't either, right? Yeah. Even though it's centuries to do so, um, he's not, yeah, he's not asking the, that deeper question, and he is resisting what he is. And, and again, him wanting to go to a home he's never been to is sort of ultimate resistance of his identity, and what he actually really is, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah wow. definitely. I got to say, man, you know, I, I don't like to be, you know, come off conceited or too boastful, but uh, I do appreciate about us that after all these years, we're still coming up with new stuff <laughs> to talk about. 
we're not rehashing the same ideas completely uh, over and over uh, ad nauseum. And I feel like we, we, we get closer to something like the truth uh, the more we podcast. And, and I, I, do, I do wonder and have a slight fear that uh, whenever we interview Carlton and Damon, we'll, we'll lay out all this to them and they'll, they'll be like, sorry, guys, you wasted 20 years. Wow. They were dead the whole time. <laughs> the show is summed up in the polar bear. <laughs> but no, no, no. I, uh, yeah, it's, it is nice. And I appreciate our listeners for being along this journey, listening to us ramble for all these years. But, um, but I do think we get something out of it. Um, and I feel like the, the older we get, right, and the more we grow and learn um, about life and, and experience other things and, of course, you know, other shows and literature and things like that and can, can pull outside influences and thoughts to apply to loss, I feel like that also helps us, uh, you know, formulate our opinions about the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I totally agree. I mean, you know, I mean, when I started watching Lost, like... I, I mean, I, I hadn't even watched, I mean, I would say I barely watched any TV at all, you know, I mean, aside, you know, like currently and, you know, the TV that I grew up watching was mostly like, you know, sitcoms and, mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, I, I did, I did watch Twin Peaks, I, I guess was the closest thing uh, to Lost that I had watched, you know, before Lost, but, you know, just, my, yeah, my experience with anything of that nature was very limited and um and definitely with like something trying to approach you know such um grand themes i think i mean i had seen stuff like that but i, I yeah i do think it's the kind of thing that you know takes takes time to sink in or at least it takes time to like formulate um i don't know to have time to to formulate different perspectives on it beyond your kind of initial, you know, just like gut reaction to the experience of watching it, which, you know, I, I feel like most people stay there, which is fine. Cause like, to be honest, like that's, that's where I stay with a lot of stuff that I watch, you know, I, I watch it, I have my initial thing and I, I don't necessarily take it uh, further than that. But I think, you know, spending um, 15 plus years on <laughs> one show, mm -hmm. uh, it does, it does really uh, lead to something, lead to something deeper, you know? So there, there, there's a payoff, I guess. So it's not- um, Luckily, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it would be- that There's a payoff because we didn't like going into it. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think you can definitely hear the difference uh, if you go back and, and listen to the finale podcast and, and, you know, even between the finale podcast and like podcast number one, there's a difference, you know? Yep. So uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting. There, yeah. There's something to be said there for even, you know, what loss is about and in, in, in the podcast, it, it's, it's one of those things that kind of applies to everything. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, uh, yeah, uh, I I do think it's it's definitely. Uh, I am constantly comparing it with other things and how they do something similar in a different way or whatever. Uh, and uh, I think yeah, the more experience you have with other stuff and other stories, the more of a perspective you get on 
mm-hmm. what the particular thing is about loss that makes it stand out from, um, you know, from, from other stories that have like some things in common. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think rarely do all these things get hit in this particular way. And I would even say that's true of other David Lindelof shows, even Leftovers yeah. and um, Watchmen. I think, you know, they have their own thing and they have some things in common with Lost, but I don't think they quite hit the themes in the same way that Lost does. Mm-hmm. I think they're a bit more, um, I don't know, uh, smaller in scale, I, I want to say. They're a bit more focused yeah. on the particular. Uh, and I think Lost is really reaching just a bit, a bit has a wider oh, kind Lost, of view. Uh, all of life and all of the afterlife. So I think yeah. that covers everything. Uh, I guess the only thing missing is whatever pre-life is. Pre-life, yeah. <laughs> but maybe they'll tackle that in, in, uh, in another show. Or something. Yeah, yeah, I want to see a pre-life show. Let's, let's get on that, Hollywood. What are you doing? Yeah, come on, Hollywood. All right, well, uh, I think we just spent an hour and a half uh, on a preamble here. Um, so you want to get into the episode? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. All right, everybody, get your streamers ready if you're going to stream along with us for some the end. <laughs> some the end. The end, in quotes. All right, do a little countdown here to sync up. Five, four, three, two, lost. Previous unlocks. Remember that bamboo field you woke up in when you first got here? Beyond that field, across the ridge, is the heart of the island. That's where the light is. That's what he's trying to go. And that's what you have to protect. How long am I gonna have Wait, to that's where he's trying to go? As long as you can. Mm-hmm. Take this. That's where he's trying to go now. <laughs> that's where he's trying to go now. He wasn't always trying to go there. No. No. Yeah, Jacob knows about that. I, yeah, that's a, that's a good point. <laughs> Hmm. it's like he found out about this scene it's like it makes me wonder about the timeline like did he know in advance or did he overhear because that shit just happened just happened yeah <laughs> that never bothered me before hmm you're with him you're with me we are going to a concert yeah. all right this guy, this concert. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember when I thought like the concert was gonna be like some crazy thing. <laughs> yeah. But they were all gonna like hang out together and like talk about stuff and the concert is kind of a red herring. It doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. Alright. Why are we? Oh right, they start with this. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, so this is like Christian Shepherd. I think this is weird. Um, <laughs> because, um, is anyone actually in there? <laughs> Just a question. <laughs> Just a question. Is it, is it, I don't know. From what happens in the end, you know, it's like, it's like, was he in there and then he woke up or was he never in there and it's just the constructs you know but then like we're getting this objective view of the airport you know so it's like yeah it's like what is what purpose is that serving you know because it almost seems to prove that it's really there because like there's no character really experiencing it 
Yeah. Okay, okay. It's kind of a montage thing happening here. Flat sideways versus on the island. Okay. Yeah. Oh, his name's on it. His name's on it, just in case you're wondering. <laughs> the mirror he punched. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Did you see the, there's like a Guam sticker on it, mm -hmm. I think. Yeah, it got rerouted somehow. I wonder okay. about that too, you know, is that just a construct or like, you know, what are those what are those oceanic people doing? Like, do they are they in their afterlife or are they just like functional? Yeah. Like this guy. This guy, for <laughs> What's sure. What's this guy doing? I do think it's weird that like Desmond gets involved with this. Mm-hmm. I love that they just drop off a body to a guy who's like got no ID and gives vague answers for why he's, he's even there. He's, he's wearing, wearing a suit. suit. He's expecting it, so you go, oh, okay. He must be the one, yeah. Now, I could believe it would happen, but it's just kind of crazy because it's like supposedly a dead body. Mm -hmm. like, I would expect there to be more something something there, but maybe that's just wishful thinking. This is weird, yeah. A man named Christian Shepherd. Christian Shepherd? Seriously? Kate is like the they love doing that to her, having her question the silliness of something. Yep. You're right. It's like the pregnancy test thing. Yep. You won't even tell me why we're here. No one can tell you why you're here, Kate. But let me tell you why you're here. You're the one who brought me here. I'm not talking about the church. I'm talking about you. This car. You were never friends with Kate. I know, it's that's a bit of a stretch. We were brief acquaintances, let's be honest. Why do you want to leave? And go where? <laughs> he's not How gonna, do you know? He's not gonna show her right now either. No. <laughs> They're going to a concert. That's not what you mean. Let me show you. Come on. Yeah, it's gonna be some wet shoes. <laughs> you okay? Yeah. You? To be honest, Doc, I'm kind of wondering what the hell just happened up here. 
Difficult reference? Said it's a light. Wow. Nice. Like that, yeah. So what you did. And that's it for all of us. And by that's it, you mean <laughs> he ain't got what he needs. I'm guessing that'd be Desmond. That's where we were headed for your inauguration. Saeed said Locke talked him in a well. Jacob didn't say anything about Jacob didn't say anything about Desmond. I love that. Mm -hmm. It's almost like when Man in Black uh, told Locke he needed to move the island and 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 Ben did it. It's mm -hmm. almost like Jacob's doing his version where he needs Jack to do something, which is why he's not saying Desmond should do it or something like that. Mm -hmm. But I guess another way to look at it is that like Desmond was a failsafe, and because the candidates aren't dead, they he doesn't actually think they need that Desmond, mm -hmm. and and what they end up doing isn't exactly what Jacob had in mind. Yeah, yeah. Just a wild guess, you know, or he just wants them to figure it out themselves. I mean, why would Jacob? I guess that's the thing. Jacob brought the worst thing he could have brought to the island, which was Desmond, because that will allow Man in Black to destroy the island. Mm -hmm. like, that's a risk he took? Yep. So, but if, but if he destroys the island, then he gets to leave. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah. This is another part I don't really like about the Flash Sideways is we're at the height of the show, we're in the climax, and these characters don't know each other. Mm -hmm. And they don't know the history that they've had with each other, but they have got to do the most spectacular thing they've done yet, basically. Yeah. And they're not all on the same page. It's so weird. It is. So you notice there's a lot of the, the Hurley and Desmond are telling these people, no one can tell you who you are. Yeah. Yep. Right? We're not forcing you to do anything. You have your own choice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like there's actually an implication here about Hurley being the new Jacob. Mm -hmm. it, the choice thing, specifically. Do not mm -hmm. Charlie! Charlie, Charlie is a character that I am not convinced really spent his time in the Flash Sideways very well. No. It really doesn't seem like he's uh, like dealt with anything at this point. Why do you say that? <laughs> hotel room of a successful, happy person. 
And the other thing that I think is is interesting about this is like the way he actually gets Charlie here because it, it actually reminds me of how like Jacob talks about choice all the time. And Harley yeah. just got through telling Saeed you have a choice and now he's going to shoot a fucking tranquilizer dart in Charlie's back and put him in the trunk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, which one is it, Hurley? Yeah. <laughs> Does everyone have a choice or is it fuck you, I'm going to trank you and you're coming with me? Yeah. He's like, I don't have time. So we got to, we got to, you know, we got to move. We'll just, we'll just push him along. Yeah. It's, it's weird. Yeah, it just doesn't, I don't know. It just feels like it's cutting against the point they want to make. Why? Because no stranger wrote our names on the wall? I took it because the island's all I've got left. It's the only thing in my life I haven't managed to ruin. You haven't ruined anything. Nothing is irreversible. This would be so foolish to worry all about I wonder what Jack thinks he's ruined. <laughs> I mean, part of the implication there was his relationship with Kate, but yeah. other stuff, um, yeah, I'm not 100% sure. Leaving the island, I don't know. Yeah, Boone, I know there's, I know there's some tracks. Yeah. What are you doing here, James? Her Desmond fell in the well. He's helping get out. Maybe what happened with Locke, in a way. Let somebody beat us both with Oh, well, <laughs> great Sawyer pun. You're absolutely right. Then what, Smokey? You're going down with the ship. Suicide doesn't seem like your style. I'm not going down with anything. But you and the rest of Jacob's little candidates absolutely are. They're not candidates anymore. <laughs> oh, baby. Elbow punch in the face. You're not gonna go after him? I don't need to. When you said you were gonna destroy the island, I thought you were thinking that you were gonna destroy the island. I'm sorry if I left out the part about the island being on the bottom of the ocean. That being said, you're welcome to join me in my boat. I mean, didn't you leave it out because that wasn't your plan originally? I feel like that's a weird, yeah. Yeah, it's weird. I help me kill some people, Ben, and if you do, I'll let you be in charge of the island. And it's like, well, actually, no, there's no island left. Yeah, like, does that did, does that mean he really always intended to destroy the island, and he just didn't know how before? Like, you know, like he always it seems like he's implying that. Yeah. Oh, Rose Bernard, look at that. Yep. I'll be at this place in 75 and live here a couple of years and then the sky lit up again. 
So God only knows when in the hell we are now. <laughs> so, Desmond, I don't mean to be rude, but after you eat, I'm going to ask you to move on. We broke our rule with you. What rule is that? We don't get involved. Whatever got you tossed inside a well, that's the kind of drama Bernard and I don't want to have anything to do with. <laughs> Such a perfect illustration of what you were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Looks like you caught something. Oh, sorry. He caught a big fish, all right. Two big fish. So, yeah, here's a scene where I'm not sure that they know that this isn't actually Locke. Yeah. There's no way they should know that. I agree. And I, that just is disturbing to me. Because, like, it means they go to their death thinking that, like, this, that Locke actually yeah. did all this. I feel so like they that, should be like more disturbed that, about not, being in the church with Rock. Even that, her response is not resistance. Like, mm -hmm. I wonder what he won't touch something. I don't know why people think his word matters. Done. Except when I destroy the island. Checking across the jungle music. Oh, here's this thing about Desmond, like, Desmond's mistaken interpretation of what's going to happen. Uh-oh. <laughs> What was that radio sound? Linus, can you hear me? Come here. I found Alpert. Oh, that's great. Linus. Yeah. Smoke Monster just kind of knocked him into some weeds. I thought it'd be a good idea to talk to the Black Smoke. They responded by throwing me into the damn jungle. Locked too. Is he still here? No. What is this? I've been trying to get Linus on the walkie. He won't pick up. Can I kill someone? Help him. Help, help him where? Do you still have your explosives? You got your C4? Yeah. Why? Because we need to go to the other island and finish what we started. We need to blow up that plane. Hmm. Yeah, that's. Yeah. <laughs> One of the worst plans on the show. Yeah. Oh, right. Say so it's like a criminal <laughs> who was arrested <laughs> and like busted out of jail. Detective Ford. Yes, it's me. I think I just saw that Jiraga. You a county rocker? 
No, I'm at my dad's museum concert benefits. Oh, that's right, his dad. Garage. Should have been going to town an hour ago. Really? Because I just called and he said he never showed up. What? Help me out here. Your autopsy. Four people in cold blood. Only one witness left the scene alive, right? Some Korean woman. You make sure. Oh God, we had a long discussion about that because there were absolutely two witnesses. <laughs> <laughs> and they know that i mean like they talk to them and here they are <laughs> so it's just like why did they say there's only one witness huh it's like one victim maybe but like yeah i don't know <laughs> the doctor is in. Nicole, I'm Juliet Carson. I'm here to make sure your baby's okay. You'll remember me from our previous life together, yeah. where I did the same thing before. I'm sorry, Ma. You don't speak English. I'm. I try not to talk too much. Good solution. It's interesting, son is remembering this, but Juliet isn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have to save her moment for Sawyer. Mm, that's right, yeah. Oh, yeah, the baby I never met. It's <laughs> mm -hmm. like a little, little awkward. Uh, but yeah, this is the first clue, I think, that we're looking at some kind of afterlife situation. Mm -hmm. Because uh, in the um, previous moments that they've shown, like in previous episodes where they have these flashbacks, like we never saw anything, you know, uh, this recent, which is to say, you know, their death. Gotcha. So that that's like a huge... <laughs> uh, if you know to take it that way. Yeah, I don't remember what we were thinking at this point, by this point, about the Flash Sideways, exactly. Yeah, you know, we were thinking of it as kind of this parallel universe, and they were going to realize, like, who they were in the original timeline. Yeah, line. the whole incident created a new timeline. Exactly, and, yeah. yeah. And they were, like, getting flashes from the other timeline, and, yeah, we, we weren't sure how to take that, because, yeah, that was the key. None of them had been... Um, Memories. Oh, they from... speak English now. Of course they do. <laughs> Never let anybody tell you. You don't speak English. It's fine. I don't. Yeah. And I guess they're experiencing the fact that they're together again after their death. 
there wasn't anything after the incident is what i meant to say you know so uh, you could believe that the incident like reset things gotcha you know but that's like definitively after the incident like that yeah good news is desmond got out of that well super fine of course it doesn't matter if we find desmond or you desmond we're all going to the same place anyway <laughs> and it ends the show Adventure music? Yep. Sort of a sort of a vague pronouncement, but yeah. you know. I'll take it. Yeah, they have to this is like this is definitely a callback to the pilot. Mm-hmm. That music and that shot. It's funny because they're already dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll see you on the other side. The other side of death. Back at LAX when we met at Bobby's thing, you mentioned that they had lost your father. Did he ever turn up? As a matter of fact, I got a phone call this morning. And um, they found the coffin. Good. Actually, it might be there. They found the coffin. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I wonder what that means for his battle with Smokey. If he fixes mm -hmm. Locke. Yeah, Smokey I do by think killing that. Or something. I think there's something there. What? Mm hmm. That was quick. Yeah, I know. We talked about that too. It's like it's pretty long like, for a brand new gray hair. I was like, when did that start? He wants to live now that he can die. Yeah, that's pretty much what happened. Mm -hmm. Uh oh, is this the infamous scene? The infamous scene? Oh, I thought this was the. Uh... Oh, the outrigger. The outrigger. No, thing. I mean oh. we're, ne we're never gonna get that. <laughs> I uh, I wish. We did talk about it though as a possible like outrigger moment. It's just that uh, they don't uh, actually show yeah. it. Yeah. It's actually about Frank. Water. Yes, you're stuck in water, Frank. This is where they realize that blowing up the plane is a bad idea. <laughs> what are you guys doing out here? We're going on Hydra Island to blow up a plane. What do you want to do that for? Because the black smoke wants to get off the island. We have to stop that thing from leaving. We won't have a plane anymore. Yeah, I, 
how are we going to do this? Because you haven't noticed I'm smiling. Yeah, it's so confusing, though, because it's like they weren't trying to leave the island. That wasn't a goal. But now it's like, well, now that we could leave and we can just leave it here. But that still doesn't solve the problem of the man, you know, the smoke monster wanting to leave the island. It'll find another way. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that was the problem with blowing up the plane, too. It's like, yeah. just because you do that doesn't mean you can't. That's not the only way Oh, this way is to leave great. It, it is. Yeah, I actually really, uh, I really enjoyed some of these uh, Kate moments from the finale. I, I thought they, uh, yeah. I thought they did some fun things with her character. Yeah, that. that's good. We wanted somebody to do that. Mm-hmm. So it's you. Yeah, it's me. Jacob being who he is, I expected to be a little more surprised. You're sort of the obvious choice, don't you think? You can choose me. I volunteer. I assume you're here to stop me. You can't stop me. In fact, I uh, want to go with you. I'm sorry, Jack. I think you're a little confused about what I came here to do. No, I'm not. Now, you're going to the far side of the Rambucas, to the place that I've sworn will not protect. And then you think you're going to destroy the island. I think, Jack? Because that's not what's going to happen. Then what's going to happen, Jack? Yeah, this is Jack manifesting his destiny. Yeah, <laughs> In real definitely, time. definitely. We're gonna find out. That's a surprise. <laughs> That's a surprise. Yeah. That means I don't know, but I'm gonna mm -hmm. trust there's a way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It is this weird thing where like they both want the same thing in a way, so they kind of team up. Why? But why wouldn't? Why wouldn't he just kill Jack then and there? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, the rules. I don't know. It's, especially when he's like, "I'm gonna kill you and stop you." He's like, "Oh, well, how about a knife in the throat?" Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, I gotta say, I don't actually get the point of making Juliet this fake boys mother I, yeah it doesn't really do much for me i don't see why other than just like a weird way to bring in her character like i don't know well it's it like they ended up with the wrong people right it's like they're not supposed to end up together yeah yeah and yeah, so okay. that's another thing that they have to realize with this life right The only witness to a crime. <laughs> this is weird. They're all just gonna go together. Mm-hmm. How's that gonna work? I'm not sure yet. I can't believe Jacob would have brought him all the way back to this island before Locke could make him disclose. Look, Desmond's fine. But but Jacob did mention Desmond, so what are you talking about, Jack? Exactly. I know a thing or two about long cons. <laughs> Jack, Desmond, 
just be the three of us from here on. This is weird. I mean, this is really, 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 really weird. I believe in you, dude. Nice power up. Gonna be a bad one. He could turn into a smoke monster right now and kill them all and then just leave. Yeah, no, it's a fair point. That's a fair point. He's gotten invested in this idea of destroying the island and mm -hmm. he's, he's let that take priority over It's like a hubris else. thing. Yeah, it's yeah. like he's too confident or too ambitious and that leads to his downfall. Yeah, exactly. Now, why he's able to see the light cave now and find it so easily, I mean, why? I'm assuming because Jack's there. Mm, okay. Like Jack was allowed to find so, it so, he Jack there. But then Jack, so if Jack didn't come, he wouldn't be able to find it. That is what and I And he would have kept it safe. Yeah. Well. <laughs> oh, here's this thing. This is what I thought he was going to say earlier. This is actually Desmond talking to someone in real life about the flash sideways. Mm. It's kind of crazy. He doesn't know he's talking about an afterlife. No, he has no idea. And he actually thinks that when he goes down there, he's going to go to the flash sideways, which is not what's going to happen. So I love it. He's just wrong. Mm-hmm. It's like one final misinterpretation. This is weird. What are they expecting him to do? And how are they all in on the same page and they want the exact opposite thing to happen? And nobody knows what he's supposed to do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Jack's on that faith train where it's just like, well, I'm sure it'll work. It is weird because Jacob didn't mention Desmond, but I guess he thinks, well, if he's here, he must be here for a reason. And I mm -hmm. guess it'll work out. Like he's just totally like diving in. Man in Black, I'm not really sure. I mean, he got information from Widmore, I, I guess. What do you mean you're not allowed? The rules. There it is. God. Don't worry about it. Yeah, whose rules indeed? Yeah, you break the rules all the time. Those are like, yeah, like, what, Desmond's rules? Like, come on. I think you're a good guy, Saeed. I know a lot of people have told you that you're not. Ego. You can't let other people tell you what you are, dude. You can find out for yourself. Unless I shoot you with a gun, then I'll tell you what you are. Clearly, don't know anything. I know. Yeah, it's totally about self-limiting beliefs. Yeah. Oh, not this. 
Oh, yes, this. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Here we go. He can't resist a woman in trouble. Certainly not. It's like David Lynch. <laughs> Remember those five days? Yeah, they were the best five days ever. <laughs> we're really gonna have to stretch this footage because we really mm -hmm. weren't together very long. <laughs> it's gonna all be from like three I don't episodes. Get it. Yeah, it should have been Nadia. It just. <laughs> but Nadia wasn't on the island, so she can't be here. I guess. I mean, Penny wasn't on the island, but whatever. Well, she's island adjacent. She is island adjacent. I'll give her that. She was a pain in the ass being in here from the start. Yeah, the breathing. What? He convinced her to come to Australia, and then he got into a fight with a guy so that Saeed would, like, stop the fight, and then... Yeah, I think that's what happened. How did Boone get woken up? We don't see it. It's never explained. Uh, I I remember reading that in the uh, in the thing. Like they don't show his moment. It's off screen, so mm. <laughs> we can only imagine. Hell's that? Miles, where are you? We just got to Hydra Island. We're on our way to a plane. Miles, listen to me. Whatever you do, don't blow up that plane. We're not gonna blow it up. Gonna... Everyone changed their mind at the same time. Yep. <laughs> Claire. Miles is safe. Did you say Claire? Is she okay? Claire Littleton? <laughs> That's great. Don't jump any closer. Miles? Radio's breaking up. Miles, are you there? He said he didn't kill me, didn't he? No, listen, we're not with Locke. Because he's a fucking monster. I remember that weird, like, he sent you to kill me? Like, wow. I never look back. We can go home. Can you come with us, Penny? Don't. I'm too claimed. <laughs> All right, we we lower him down nice and easy. You know what to do once you get down there. Right. Why? Alright. Go where the light's brightest. And then do what? And then do a thing. Wow, that's all he says. Because even with the fell safe, you had to turn a key, bro. Yeah. Like, he, I guess he's on that faith train too, where it's just like, yeah. I'll know what to do. I yep. trust that it'll be clear. Yeah. He knows he's going to go to a light. He is right about that. I, I mm -hmm. honestly feel like he's right for the wrong reasons, but. Yes. <laughs> Which is, says something about faith that's weird. Yeah. What? Oh, this is a weird moment. 
where he like it's kind of like he identifies with Locke here. Yes. Yeah, this when they were even looking down there it was like looking down the uh, hatch. Yeah. Yeah, not really. Oh, his plan is like to kill them by sinking the island. Mm -hmm. I, I guess. He could push Jack over right now. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. It's bizarre. Because, I mean, all he has to say is, Jack, I want you alive when I destroy the island, right? He could just say a line of why he's keeping mm -hmm. him alive. Nah, you're right. You're right. I also feel like it should be more momentous that, like, he's back here where I he was agree. created. And he's got no... But, he, see, the thing is, he was unconscious, so he's yeah. got no, like, real memory of it. But I agree. It would have been nice to have some moments there. Yeah. So Claire's here. Okay. The yep. whole family's here. I don't know about that. I think the big reason they they did this to her, to to Charlie was because he's so resistant to everything that like, and they need this moment right or whatever. But it, he would have just been resisting every scene he was in, causing mm -hmm. conflict. So they just right. shut him up. Yeah. Whose handwriting is that? Early, I guess? Yeah, maybe. Or just like a tour manager or something. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. I'm the band. Were you ever a little girl? I kind of remember. <laughs> Why is Charlotte? What? And is that's she, where we leave she them. In this Yikes! With the implication, I think that they'll wake up eventually. Table twenty-three. They're not going to here. Yeah, of course. Do, uh, what? From what Kate does, uh, uh, Kate, uh, Kate hijacks Claire's cat. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So they're not woken up yet. No, they know each other from the flash sideways at this point. And who is, what is he doing? Why is he hosting this? He is like the head something something at the museum, oh, the museum. and it's a and museum benefit so and they hired the bass player from drive shaft oh they, they got hired the drive number. shaft drive and, shaft and, plus and, and and he's gonna play piano for no reason yeah it's yeah he's gonna play piano because they want to have him play piano 
Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty much it. Yeah. Oh, Charlie's not into it. Until he sees uh -oh. a Littleton face. It's weird. Some of them wake up by looking, and then some of them wake up by touching. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I think they don't quite wake up here. I think mm. it's like just a hint. They're feeling it. Okay. Yeah. I think. I think that might be the last time we see David. Like right the here. Sun? Yeah. Yeah. yeah the sun. Yeah. Yeah. He just disappears, and no one worries about it. It's <laughs> so strange. Okay, so we're at the bottom of the light cave. We see the skeletons. The, the skeleton! Yeah, that's... that's Yeah, that's an interesting thing. I don't quite they know didn't what get that is. Yeah, they didn't get washed out. Yeah. Wow, here's the light. Yep. So yeah, I haven't seen the this in a long time, but there there is hieroglyphs. So it looks like it still was designed by somebody. Yeah, it's like, it's like organic, but it's designed by somebody. So, for what it's worth, on the commentary, they basically say that this was built after Across the Sea, so it wouldn't have been there when the Man of Black went down there originally. Oh, they pretty much say that as directly as they ever say anything. Who built it? That's weird. Um, I would have thought the Egyptians. Uh, I thought they were there before across the sea. They should have been, but <laughs> that's what they say. So, you know, you, if you want to go timey wimey, if you want to go, they just kind of fucked up their historical timeline. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but they, they basically imply, yeah, that the, the Egyptians built it after Across the Sea. So the so moving the cork made the water go away and the water put out the light. Yep. But then the light comes back. I feel like the, the implication is, like, the cork is kind of like a swan station, you know? Yeah. It's like, it's, it's like preventing this. Yeah, exactly. And it was, it was unregulated before. And maybe, I don't know, maybe the release of the smoke monster forced them to build the cork. I don't know. Like that's sort of an incident, if you will. It looks like you were right. <laughs> Finally. Hello, Jack. After all this time, like, you know, we could actually just fight. Oh, but now this is why they can fight. Yeah, that's the big reveal. Looks like you were wrong, too. The price is wrong, bitch. <laughs> Except, uh, I can also do that. Yeah, we're not gonna With fight here. We're gonna fight at a better location. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah, he could have killed him right there, too, but mm -hmm. doesn't. Like, no one's there to save him. Like, what happens later? I just wish they would have said something like, all this time you had to kill me and you never did. Why? Mm-hmm. What a weird concert. Yeah. <laughs> That's really oh, weird. No. I made it clear that you would stop this. Perfectly clear. Not yours to ignore it. Mm-hmm. And once they know what they have done, Hmm. And that's the reveal that that's the whole reason she tried to stop Desmond in the previous episode. Gotcha. I think that's also like a strong implication that the people we see in the church are not the only people that are experiencing this as a flash sideways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need a vaccine? Can I give you a vaccine for the baby? How do you know that? I saw this TV show. <laughs> Is Sawyer somewhere watching this secretly in a time travel? Yeah, he really should paradox? be. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, that's scary. She's like, what? Yeah. I, <laughs> I didn't mean push that hard. <laughs> Maybe start pulling. I don't know. <laughs> oh, no. You pushed me into remembering my life. That's really weird. I still don't understand. I don't feel like I get the pattern of who wakes up with whom when. It's usually it's straightforward, but sometimes it's this. Why this? So so she came back for Claire because of Aaron and things. So I mm -hmm. kind of get that, but yeah. I do wonder what it was. It their last regret or person that they were dealing with type of thing, or was it the earlier issue? I guess it was more whatever was more more recent to them, right? You would think so, yeah. Yeah. So she remembers that she had a baby named Aaron. Yeah. And yeah. This is him again. I think they both get their memories at this point. Mm hmm. That was the quickest delivery ever. He's not even it, back with the water. It yet. was super easy. And only later on was I like, okay, well, it was sort of a fake birth anyway. Yeah, so. 
And cue Charlie soon. I dare you. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. she going to push again? Mm-hmm. There it is. There it is. Oh, the simple early days of fake peanut butter. Indeed. Like, replay that scene where, like, he comes back from the hatch and he's like, nothing happened. Yeah. When he was, like, trying to find drugs in the so fucking ridiculous. statue. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was something I complained about on the finale a lot. That, like, <laughs> and I kind of get why they did this, but they don't really, they really overemphasize, like, the fun, positive moments. Yeah. And they really, like, don't show, like, the negative or traumatic moments of which there were many mm -hmm. I can say yes, and then we don't have to actually explain mm -hmm. the thing we understand. Yeah, she didn't even answer. She just said, so now what? Yeah. Yeah, it's an implied now yes. the island is getting destroyed. See how the light is different now? Dan yeah. was right. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, I think the other game they're playing here is because the season started off with the island at the bottom of the ocean, like, there's at least an idea that yeah. maybe they're going to sync up with that here. Yeah. Yeah, Locke said that earlier. Yeah, exactly. It's like, even this late in the game, they're still teasing the idea that mm -hmm. maybe that's what really happened. <laughs> fixing up the plane. Miles, is that you? Yeah. What, what the hell is happening? Are you with Claire? She's here, but she doesn't want to come with us. Come with you where? Lapidus is working on the plane right now. Then we're taking off. I remember you were really concerned about the windshield being broken. <laughs> you were like, they can't ever fly the plane because the windshield's broken. And then they fixed it. And here. then they just fixed it. Yeah. 
Who knew they had a welder? Who brings a welding machine to uh, Hydra Island? There it is. Yep. And this a is the reveal far that, off like, the, the plane isn't even the plan. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like... Just because plane and plan are spelled similarly <laughs> doesn't mean the plane was the plan. Exactly. Oh, this is great. This is yeah. a classic, almost like martial arts action. Yeah. Like, this is like the craziest like, cut to commercial. Yeah. It's like anime shots. Yeah, it really is. This like leaping. Here we go. I remember thing. loving this part. Yes. Yeah. Hi, like, yeah! <laughs> yeah, that was great. And then when we come back, it's like. It's like a little uh, rewind. Yeah, it... yeah. Not as good. Not as good. <laughs> Not nearly as good. Mm hmm. Yeah, that was such a fake out. Do you think he would have centuries of experience of, of martial arts from, you know, scanning people who have fought over the years, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, the other thing I thought is, like, he could have just jumped for the boat. Like, Jack couldn't yeah. have stopped him. He could have yeah. left, but he decides to fight Jack instead. Yeah. So, again, yeah. he's responsible for his own... He didn't want to kill him earlier, mm -hmm. but he'll try now. But he's going to now, yeah. It's like, yeah. It's like, think about the choices you're making. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you could have gotten off this island if you made different ones yeah yeah i do oh, think no. this is a weird moment uh, not actually that <laughs> my appendix yeah of course the dural sack <laughs> it's ruptured here's the weird moment like the fact that this bleeds over is yeah. strange Mmm, Kate, always yep. following. Nice. And this time, not but ruining here's the everything. Thing. She, she didn't know that that would work. Absolutely she didn't know it would work. No, she wasn't there to find out that he was mortal now. Yeah, yeah. Maybe she saw, like, you know, into it in the seconds that he's, you know, wasn't a smoke monster mm -hmm. fighting Jack, so. Yeah, yeah, she probably saw some of that fight. God, I wish he would have said this is for John Locke or something right mm -hmm. there. And he can't go in the ocean because, like, they don't want to leave open what happened to him, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's like, no, look, dead. Like, so dead. Like, dead, dead, dead. Mm -hmm. And that cut, mm -hmm. ah, that cut, it's just so wrong. <laughs> what do you mean? They cut from dead Locke man in black to lock yeah. in the flash sideways on the table, like implying a connection there. Yeah. They also got this weird time sync. Like what is the synchronicity between that? Yeah, I remember the... thinking like, like the man in black came to the flash sideways here mm -hmm. when I watched it originally. And I think he even wakes up and he's like, it worked. And it's yeah. like, oh shit. But of course, that's not what he needs. 
that's the our crackpot idea of what they could have done with the show is man in black is locked goes into the light cave and he wakes up in Locke's body here and somehow that's his loophole to get out of the off the island and, and have control over this world or something yeah exactly Relax. exactly I fixed you. Call back. Mm-hmm. And of course, that's the moment. There it is. <laughs> I can't believe you remembered. Not the orange in the mouth. <laughs> that's like a yeah. weird one. I think his first encounter with the smoke monster is in there. That's a weird one too. Ah, what if he said I understand right now? Um, Mr. Ross, please just uh, just relax. What we... I guess it's harder to find like touching moments yeah. with Locke. Mm-hmm. We're not going anywhere. Why do they know they need to go somewhere? That's what's crazy. Yeah, They're... as soon as they wake up, they understand like that they need to leave. It's a weird thing to say. Indeed. James, um, would you give Mr. Ross something to help him rest? He needs a break. Jack. Your father says hello. I hope <laughs> that somebody does for you what you just did for me. kind of interesting to think uh, an alternate explanation or, or idea is that uh, this is what happens in our world when people have mysterious disappearances mm -hmm. they, they they've just awoken to the reality of their past life and then they go off mm -hmm. somewhere else yeah yeah i mean i guess that's what it's like to live in the flash sideways like mm -hmm. I, in another version of the show they could have had like an epidemic of missing person cases oh, mm -hmm. almost like two percent of the world just disappears something like that yeah <laughs> Mm-hmm. So yeah, so the man of black's dead, like you know And then the weather stopped. Yeah. Uh, the sun came out. The island's not shaking, although it will again. Yeah, it's not over. Even though they kind of paused like it is. There it there is. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Sure don't feel like it's Yeah, that's it's like they were responding to what we were saying. That was weird. Yeah. But yeah, I just think it's surprising how early in the episode, like, the Man in Black conflict is resolved. Because, like, there's quite a bit left here. Yeah, we're in the middle of the episode. Yeah. Wait. There are two of you here. Mm-hmm. I was promised one witness. Only one of you could have possibly... All right, I'll stop harping on it. I'm just... It's like... It's just weird to me. 
respect. I have a job to do here, Mom. I need to keep you safe. It's okay. I am safe. We'll see you there. And that's the other thing they know. Not that they have, they need to go somewhere, but they kind of know where they need to go. Yeah, they know they're all going there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's weird. Then it's like... But it's not from their memories. That's what's weird. They have these no. memories, they wake up, and it's not like, oh, information in their memories is telling them no. where they need to go. It's not like that. There's some extra thing. It's some thing. internalized thing from the flash sideways that once you get your memories, you know you need to move mm -hmm. on, and you instinctively well, you know, know where that your makes group's going to be. That makes sense if you think about the whole show being about finding your life's purpose, right? Mm -hmm. And why you're here. So why they're there and the fly sideways and their purpose is to move on and wake right. up and move on. So yeah, yeah it, it makes sense in that idea. Yeah. Frank, how's it going over there? What's your timetable? Don't bother me. That's my timetable. <laughs> Sounds like they're making progress. So somebody's got to put the cork back. Desmond's just been down there unconscious yep. for this whole time. Yep. That's what's, yeah. We gotta go now. Desmond turned off. I need to turn it back on again. But if it doesn't work, if I don't get it done, you all need to leave now. You need to be on that plane. You can come with us too, Jack. You don't have to do this. Oh, I do have to. No, you don't. That's why I always do it, Jack. <sighs> You can get that boat across the channel in time. Yeah, I can manage. Good luck to you, James. You're going. Uh, no way. You think I'm going down there? I'm with you, dude. Okay. Kate, you gotta go. And that. Get Claire on that plane. Tell me I'm gonna see you again. See, that's the thing. He's not even sure of the, about the afterlife. He's not that plugged in nope. to where he feels this is all. might have sorry is this gonna be weird if i skip ahead <laughs> okay here we go yeah 
think so? I don't believe in a lot of things, but I do believe in duct tape. <laughs> I do believe in duct tape. I love that line. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a classic. I feel like it's almost a callback to the fact that Miles is like sort of a charlatan. Yeah. Even though he had real powers. Yep. Give me that so I can throw it. <laughs> get out of here, walkie-talkie. <laughs> Isn't Sawyer chesty too? One really one chesty to another. <laughs> Maybe that's it. This one to no one. Okay, jump. Let's see how far it is. That's the US boat. But don't have to tell her twice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Kate was just very proactive in this episode. That was a that superhero was... dive. Entertaining. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. Kate's totally entertaining here. Hey, you know why I can get some grub around here? Vending uh, machine? <laughs> Don't run into any of these soulmates over there. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah, so, you know, there's a whole video about this scene and how it connects to what they do, um, you know, in the Cave of Light with the cork. And mm. I think, like, the way it was presented, I didn't really agree with it. But I do think there's something there because it is, it, this is a weird scene. I mean, mm -hmm. like, he's gonna, like, the thing gets stuck and then, like, they like he unplugs the machine but then like all the lights go out in the hospital and yeah. that's just weird and they don't even really comment on it but i do feel like it's like sort of a metaphor Maybe for what's happening on the islands mm -hmm. okay that's fun can i show you a secret please if you unplug it and then you plug it back in again it kind of gets that sweet mouth yeah. Yeah, there's something there. You get what you want after you unplug it and plug it mm -hmm. back in. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like there's there's something to that because like this is just too weird, and they don't actually, I don't know, they don't say anything about it, but it's just like, well, okay, not the whole hospital, but like that room. Mm -hmm. It's like bad electricity yeah. wiring or something. Oh can right. You, can you even plug it back in? It worked. It worked. Yeah. <laughs> Forgot about that. It's like it worked. Meant the vending machine trick. Like what a reveal. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so for this one, there's like a bit of the uh, a bit of the tragedy. Mm -hmm. I guess they never plug it back in. Somehow the candy came out. Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> 
yeah, the lighting is somehow better in this moment for it not to be a bright overhead scene mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that's why they had that. She's married. <laughs> they're divorced. They're divorced. Oh, they're divorced. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> In her defense. There we go. It's fine then. Also, like, they know that that stuff doesn't matter now. Yeah. Where's my son? Yeah, he's not going to ask that. The concert was kind of a waste of time, huh? Completely. That's what I was saying earlier. Like, there was such a buildup, but it was really, like, such a bust. Mm-hmm. son was supposed to bring him here tonight and then I couldn't come and yeah forget about my son mm-hmm. where do I remember you from I saw your tent what uh, Oceanic 815 in Sydney bumped into you coming out of the bathroom and I stole your tent. And that's how I know you. No. That's not how you know me. Then why did you give me that answer? <laughs> it was like, this is a flash sideways answer that you'll understand. Mm-hmm. He's still fighting it. Doesn't quite mm-hmm. work. Mm-hmm. Who are you? I don't. I know. You don't understand. Yeah. It. 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 Jax gets this special case where he's. But if you come with me. It's a bigger hurdle for him. Yeah. Because he's gonna get the extra conversation at the church and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, he gets all these like explanations that the rest of them seem to just intuit. And mm-hmm. Don't really worry about that much. Over there. How are we getting down there? We're not. I'm going alone. Dude, you can't go down there alone. Jasmine didn't make it. How the hell are you gonna survive? I got what it takes. <laughs> or uh, it's a suicide mission. Yeah, I think that's the implication. No way. I'm not gonna let you die. Hey. I'm already dead. We were all dead already. <laughs> We've been dead this whole time. Yeah. You're not supposed to die. The island needs you. Uh oh. They need you. What? It needs to be you, Hugo. 
Why? Because your other option is Ben? Yeah, you're standing here and you're not Ben. <laughs> but if someone has to take care of the island, if someone has to protect it, then, then it should be you. It's like passing out rations to everybody, except you're passing out protection to the island. Here's where we get the full confirmation that, like, yeah, you don't have to do Latin incantations to hand over this job. Mm -hmm. There was quite a bit of discussion about that it's from gross across water. the sea to what they died for to this. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. But it's, like, blessed, like, holy water from the heart of the island. And it looks a lot better in there than it did in the fucking puddle. Yeah. He tried to get it as it was coming over the stream and not what had pooled in the mud. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I have the power. <laughs> yeah, that's we're never going to get that. Now you have three wishes, Hurley. Anything you can think of. <laughs> Yikes. That part of this ceremony that's, is the only thing that stays the same between all three. That, and that's actually interesting because that is actually... Interesting idea that sort of non-separation. There's a power there, like we're the same. Meaning, you know, spiritually, and therefore the, the power can be transferred or something. Mm -hmm. And now we're back to this mm -hmm. round two. Am I in the flash sideways yet? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Putting it out shouldn't have. It should have been like turning it on, I thought would have made me go somewhere, not putting it out. Putting it out was supposed to do it. That's clearly what he thought. I agree, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> Stone out of that hole over there. Try to cut. Even if 
this on the back on. It'll kill you. It has to be me. Desmond, you've done enough. You want to do something, go home and be with your wife and son. What you, Jack? I'll see you in another life, son. I'm just gonna sit here while the island gets destroyed. I remember us realizing that the, uh, I guess we knew from the previous scenes, but yeah, this is all affecting the Hydra Island too. Oh, mm-hmm. You're gonna be my ears or my mouth. No rush, but can you just resolve your claiming in like 30 seconds? <laughs> come on, we gotta go! Come on! Hey, come on, please! I can't! Why? Look at me! This island made me crazy. I didn't want everybody who liked me to see me. Just cut your hair when you get there. We will find a comb. She said the island made me crazy? The island made me crazy, is what she said, yeah. Ricky boy! Ricky boy! I feel like, I feel like Sawyer and, and Frank should have a competition on nicknames. It is like, yes, yeah, Frank is like Sawyer 15 years or older or yeah. something or whatever. Yeah, you're right. We're just gonna leave everybody, wow. Alfred yep. didn't even wanna go anywhere. Mm-hmm. He's trying to blow this up. What the hell? <laughs> Boys, we got some late arrivals. Open the door. The weird thing is, like, water should still be flowing in, but it's not until the plug gets there. Yeah, the plug is regulating the water somehow. I don't really understand that. It does uh, make me think of how, like, they're originally going to set this at a volcano. Yes, this is definitely volcano territory. Yeah, I feel like it's, like, a lingering aspect of that plan that they had. But yeah, I, it's, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's like putting the plug in is like turning the little knob to make the water flow again. I don't know. Yeah, it's a little regulation, but. I'll give it a second, Jack. <laughs> so impatient.
Actually, you're doing fine now. Yeah, I know, right? That's the weird thing about this, too. All the urgency of this is undercut by the fact that Jack fixes the problem. Yeah. So it's like, it's kind of a fake, like, I don't know. Yeah. I guess they really do have to go, because this, this island is at least going to go, right? I guess that is what it looks like. Hope their seat backs are upright and there's seat belts are fastened. You know, it's like Hurley and Ben get Desmond back to the real world, presumably, so... I just feel like, you yeah. know, like, if they didn't get off on this plane, you know, assuming the whole Hydra Island does the same. Yeah. Good thing they built this runway. They could have been fine. I do think there is something, I guess, poetically appropriate about having, like, a plane take off at the end of the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get why they wanted to It would have been there. interesting if it was the first time they were leaving, but this for some of them it's the second time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think only Kate? Sawyer didn't leave before, Claire didn't leave before. Yeah, okay, is it only Kate? Yeah. Yeah, I think she's the only one that... Because the rest of the Oceanic Six, like, either died or they're Jack and Hurley. What about Frank? Frank was there before, too. Oh. Oh, right. Frank came back from the Saint. Yeah, now nah, you're right. Frank's the mm -hmm. other one. He just wasn't part of the Oceanic Six, but yeah. Mm -hmm. He's been he's been there and back before. So now the water's back. Although, why wasn't the water here coming there from begin with? Okay, never mind. I mean, these are questions. Mm -hmm. But it's like the functioning of it the like plane a machine almost. Yeah. Is is like the light and the water are linked, and yeah, I don't know. I love they think it's Jack, and they're just wrong. Yeah. Got him. <gasps> Jack turned into Desmond. This island is crazy. to the final rounds here. <laughs> Where you're going, you won't need this. Yeah, that's that's almost exactly what they're going to say. <laughs> I guess he checked himself out of the hospital, you know, uh, a little early. Yeah, I would say so. Oh, this scene. Yeah, this is, yeah. 
Lord Benjamin. Is everyone already inside? I believe most of them are, sir. I'm very sorry for what I did to you, brother. I was selfish, jealous. I wanted everything you had. What did I have? I had nothing. <laughs> Silly Benjamin, we're all special. Well, uh, yeah, I love the fact that it's like well, he was envious of Locke, and it's like, oh man, if you only knew, yeah. like Locke was a fucking mess. Yeah. Don't even be envious. That does help. It matters more than I can say. What are you gonna do now? Don't kill anybody. <laughs> no, I don't think you need to be in that chair anymore. There it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess I didn't really have surgery in a sense because it's not mm -hmm. real at all. I question everything in this world. It's so strange. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, did the surgery work because, like, Jack's just that good, or did the surgery work because it's a flashlight ways and there was no real injury to begin with? Or did it work because Locke thought it would work because he's ready to move on, and so... Which I would tie in with it being the flashlight ways. Yeah, 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 yeah. More or less. I assume there's some stuff with Alex he's going to go work on. I, do I think that's the implication since that was the last thing we saw with him in the Flash Sideways before this episode. And that's the first time he's appeared in the Flash Sideways, um, aside from that opening montage in this one. So, yeah, it's like Alex and, you know, uh, Danielle's there, too. Yeah, that's right. He did his job, Hugo. It's my job now. What the hell am I supposed to do? Uh-oh. I think you yeah. do what you do best. Take care of people. There's three you know? people on the island. <laughs> people can't leave the island. Oh, this is so weird. Yeah. Maybe there's another way. A better way. I love that. A better way. <laughs> Such a weird gesture. The lean. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Sorry. We're gonna use someone with like experience for a little while. Help me back. I'd be honored. 
That's the thing. Even him spending whatever time he spent helping Hurley wasn't enough to, mm-hmm. you know, get him make up for, uh, yeah. Hello, Hugo. Wrong side. I don't think I'm coming in. There's no convincing. There's no. You will get number two. I guess that's Ben's thing is he had to learn to live his place as number two. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Which is an interesting thing to say. Because sometimes your purpose in life is to be number two and don't (laughs) resist that. Yeah. 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 Ambition can be a killer. A church. He died. Did he, Jack? <laughs> Are you sure about that? <laughs> Why did you bring me in here? Torture. You can go in and come back. I don't really understand that, but okay. This is the other thing, this intuition they have about, like, she's never been to this church. She doesn't know what out bat around back means. Mm-hmm. Like, all these, like, little details. Although I guess, I guess Desmond power... could have told her off screen about what to do. And... Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Then he's, he's, like, basically working at the church for a little bit. Okay, so here's Jack. In the Man in Black place that we talked about earlier. So that makes it seem like Man in Black went down through the light cave. He went in that little circle around the court. And mm-hmm. then the light flashed and it beamed him over here. Yeah. Something like that. But Or if the cork wasn't there, as they insinuate, then like whatever was down there. Like just a pool. I, like a it, rock. Like sort of bare natural rock i don't know but yeah effectively that's what happened i think or maybe it was like a bigger opening to like the volcano whatever's underneath and he Mm -hmm. went into that somehow but i guess his body should have been whatever but but maybe that's the thing he went like deeper in and then Mm -hmm. that's where the weirdness is yeah, it's like an exit point. It really reminds me of the uh, the Tunisia donkey wheel thing. You know, it's just like yeah. you go here and you interact with the light in a certain way and the water too, and you get transported to this other place. This is the most multi faith church that ever. <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. I, I noticed when I rewatched this recently that like it isn't just the symbols in the stained glass. It's like the shit on the table, yeah, the yeah, the There's like everywhere. a ton of stuff in this room. Yeah. I would be surprised if there's not a towerette statue somewhere. <laughs> yeah, there really should be. So yeah, is this an answer of what was in the coffin? Or is it just like this because he's ready to move on now? And We're there like was what? a dead Christian Shepherd before, but now he's here because it's not the same one as the one who quote unquote died in the flash sideways. Also, what does it mean to die in the flash sideways? Okay, let me stop there. Yeah. 
I do think it's interesting to call back to the empty coffin since it's like interesting that they're also calling back to the pilot stuff and this very mm-hmm. early stuff. The 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 memories are very season one centric mm-hmm. that they have. Like that was something I talked about. Like, okay, that was season three and that was from season six. Yeah. Back to season three. three yeah. That's season pilot. One, yeah. That's what we just watched. (laughs) But yeah, I feel like there was more, there were more like touching, like casual moments in season one. So it was just easier to pull from there. And also like some of the characters like barely made it out of season one. Yeah. But yeah, it's just like the empty coffin is like wrapped up with the like man in black go. stuff. So it's just like, I don't know, it's a weird callback. Yeah. You didn't say yes. Search your feelings, Jack. How are you here? Touche. It's just death. You have what it takes. Mm-hmm. He's not going to say that. He's not going to say it. Doesn't need to be said, I guess. I guess that's the idea. Like, yeah, maybe that, Maybe you could frame it that way. Like, Jack didn't need to hear it anymore. That was the old Jack who would have needed to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. I hope so. <laughs> yeah, I'm real. It's a weird response. You're real. Mm-hmm. Everything that's ever happened to you is real. I mean, the flashlight was just, like kind of real. Mm-hmm. Your Defi- son. Now, well, now you have to define what real means. Like not so real. Like I don't know. Well, <laughs> let me not answer that question by correcting your language. Mm-hmm. I almost feel like they should have went the opposite and said, like, here, now is all there is, or something like that. Where are we, Dad? Well, this is the place that you, that you all made together so that you could find one another. The church or the flash sideways? The most important part of your life is the time that you spent with each other. That's why all of you are here. Nobody else is here. 
Does what? You needed all of them. And they needed you. Needed them for what? To like it. There you go. <laughs> to remember and let go. So nobody moves to the afterlife alone. They needed to create this place so they could find each other and wake each other up and move yep. together. Yep. I think that's the idea. She said you were leaving. Actually, she's wrong. <laughs> Which is great. Just one final somebody's wrong about something. Moving on. And he's like, but first a drink. <laughs> the problems they were all, don't matter. Have they all been hugging for the last 20 minutes? I or mean. They just start hugging now. I mean, don't think about it too oh, hard. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, there's Penny. Yep. That is the last line of the show. Wow. <laughs> Corks, am I right, brother? <laughs> <laughs> Boom! Sorry I killed you, buddy. Oh, that was oh, locked. Whoa. Sorry I couldn't save you, buddy. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> There's that shoe still after all this time. That fucking shoe. Yeah. The stories that shoe could tell. It would be when Jack woke up and when Jack died. <laughs> that's all the shoes. End of stories. <laughs> yeah. But for a shoe, that's pretty good. No, you're right. You're right, to be fair. I mean, for a shoe that's not like being worn. Yeah. More hugs. We're hugging. We're all hugging. Never stop hugging. It's hug and hug time. In hug town. Also, Kate's clothes changed. Like, did she change? Like, she changed. That dress, that cocktail dress, is not what you wear when you're okay. moving on. Okay, yeah. that's the problem. Mm-hmm. It's just strange. Yeah. Like, why didn't Desmond just put her in the clothes that she would come to the church in? But whatever. Because she went to a cocktail party. <laughs> I mean, a dinner concert. Yeah, benefit thing. Yeah, I guess, mm -hmm. I guess that's the idea. I don't know. It looks suitably well. Whatever. <laughs> it's fine. Just a bit odd because, like, that wardrobe change happened like in it's interesting. Like, five minutes. It's interesting that they all sit down, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, we talked about it. Like, the memory is that they walk through a door, but they don't. They actually just sit here. Yeah, and Christian opens the door. Right? Yeah, he opens the door and the light comes in, but they're sitting the whole time. It's almost like this is the vehicle. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, this exactly. This is the vehicle. So this whole thing is going to go. Yeah. And they're, like, on a bus right now, just, you know. 
waiting to be pushed forward. And if you weren't already crying, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> <laughs> bring Vincent, in the dog. Like, how far did Vincent come from Rosa Bernard's place? Like, aren't they a yeah. ways away from there? I never thought about that before. But Man's best crazy. friend. I guess so. I want you to whisper. <laughs> You'd be like, I'm the smoke monster Jack. <laughs> I have been the you whole time. Arf. You were wrong. Arf. <laughs> you lost. Yeah. Woof, woof. My island now. <laughs> Charlie's like, are those drugs in those angels? <laughs> those statues got any drugs? Oh, that's right. He opens the back, opens too. The back. I always think it's the front where they're facing, and it's yeah. not. Yeah, that's so crazy. And they were supposed to think maybe he sees this a little bit or something. Yeah, yeah, I guess you could you could look at it that way. Although I also kind of thought that maybe when he dies, he wakes up on the plane at the beginning of the flash sideways. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Though they do kind of imply a connection there. Mm-hmm. So this is the same, yeah, the same light flashes like before the white light, you know transport you somewhere yeah and then the end wow that was, it. that was it wow ladies and gentlemen lost how about that and, and then, then the, the abc ever decision. <laughs> abc right. they had a i mean not that the ending is perfect but it was exactly what they were trying to do and then this happened yeah after this is such a like and it's and 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 i mean it just bugs me because the whole rationale was like, and I do get it for the, the broadcast. The whole rationale was it's, it's, it's going to be too harsh. If we go to like tonight at 10, you know, there's a, blah, blah, yeah. you know, like it's going to be awkward. Yeah. So we need like a little padding, Transition. but, 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 but take that shit out on the, like, <laughs> you know, uh, uh on the on the blu-ray like take it out when when we watch it divorced from the broadcast which only happens yeah. once <laughs> but it's got the credits it's already edited yeah yeah like god to break of the credits like i just it does, it does ruin it, it it doesn't give you time to settle on what we just saw as the end of the exactly show. yeah it's such a spoiler and it fueled we were they were dead the whole time so it's just like yeah. oh, what a fucking uh terrible but yeah mm -hmm. i i like to ignore it and sort of think of that as not actually part of the show it works yeah, better for me that way i agree it's, it doesn't work it it's <laughs> it doesn't make any sense it doesn't like why show that out of content you've never shown the production of the show in yeah like that like yeah it um, makes no sense to do that yeah yeah, it should have just been black and some titles and some music. and Exactly. Yeah, you don't want to show anything after that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, let let the moment just sit and don't try to mm -hmm. add to it or change it to something else or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, we did it. We got to the end of the commentary series. We did, wow. It only took 10 years, that's it. That's all. I'm sure I'm sure when we started the commentary series in the very first episode of the commentary series, I'm sure we said something like, I wonder how long this will take us. 
We probably made jokes about how long it would take, so we should go back and, and see what we were saying of how long we thought it would take. Yeah. Yeah, no, I yeah, I don't I don't remember. That's yeah, that's interesting. I should listen to some of those early, early commentaries to see what we were saying. I do remember like there was a point somewhere in there, I, I wanna say around like twenty fourteen or twenty fifteen, where like just based on the pace that we had done so far, I guess mm-hmm. that we would finish in twenty twenty. Gotcha. Which was like a little behind, but I was at least in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. You um, didn't factor in the pandemic. Uh, no, I certainly did not factor in the pandemic. <laughs> oh my God. The idea that we'd live through a pandemic during this yeah. thing is not something that I ever, yeah, that would have been crazy. Well, that's, yeah, that's one of the things I want to talk about is how, you know, us spending so much time reliving, you know, revisiting loss and rewatching it, you know, and then all the stuff that's happened in our lives, you know gives you that, like we were talking earlier, gives you that perspective of the show. And so it's interesting that some of the big, you know, themes and stuff on the show, we actually lived, right? So the whole idea of a pandemic, right? The whole idea of like, you know, obviously lost at the whole thing with the sickness and the quarantine, you know, we had this, you know, we're, we still having a pandemic, of course, but like 2020 being this huge year and, and quarantine being in everyone's mind, mm-hmm. sickness in everyone's mind. And then, like, that whole concept of where how the Losties are, you know, they're stuck in the situation. They don't know how they got there, just like us in a pandemic, you know. And then, like, they're dealing with fear, right? Fear of the unknown, fear of what, what decision to make, fear of who to trust or what to trust. So that is another thing that, like, puts you in the headspace of the Losties, you know, that we wouldn't have been able to predict that we would, like, live through at a visceral level, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um... Uh, I have a little uh, bit of trivia about the word quarantine that I learned that I thought was really interesting. Um, mm. uh, so it's a it's a French word, quarantaine or whatever, and it, it basically means it's like dozen. It's like a, a noun for like forty of something, okay. and oh, it's it's, it. it's yeah. because they it's because they would do it for forty days. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in the old days, so it just literally means like a forty amount it's uh-huh. like a noun mm-hmm. for a 40 amount and we don't have one in english so anyway it doesn't really mean anything to us except like you isolate yourself for some amount of time but it specifically means 40 so anyway yeah so I, if it was 30 days it'd be some other content mm-hmm. yeah it's yeah they have a different word for yeah like different amounts of time but yeah it's 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 kind of interesting that like that specific of a word like has this more generic mm-hmm. meaning i guess um yeah uh yeah you know when they originally introduced the sickness um that's what danielle says to saeed it's like you know i had to kill them because i couldn't let it, it get out in the world like it could spread you know so i had to stop it it's kind of different from you know the way it goes later but there is they do like lightly touch on that kind of idea um, with the sickness. And I think mm-hmm. probably like any story like that, um, it, I just don't, I don't really relate to it in the same way <laughs> that I used to. Cause I guess I, I guess I have a more visceral understanding of how serious, you know, something like that can be. Whereas before it was more Why? of an abstract idea. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> 
I don't know. I just have a really like vivid imagination and I've just spent a lot of time like oh, got you. in my head, like running like holodeck like scenarios and this is a strong impression on me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, that's crazy, man. I, 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 you know, obviously the idea of vaccines, right? There's a vaccine on the show, vaccines, obviously vaccine yeah. from COVID. So yeah, I, it's weird how, you know, we were talking before about how the show relates to you as the audience member. And, and now that our reality, you know, went this particular way in 2020 with COVID, it got us to be a little bit more like the show in that way. Um, you know, even that idea of live together, die alone, right? Like that mm -hmm. is basically the idea of what do we do as a society when we're faced with something like a, a pandemic, because either we live together, meaning like band together, do the same things, wear masks, social cooperate, cooperate yeah. vaccine, put money into the things we need to, to get out of the situation. Right. Or we say, no, no, no. Well, die alone, meaning we won't work together. Everyone is on their own. I don't care. Every man for himself. Every man for himself. Exactly. And it, it's so, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. And literally die alone, meaning like, well, if we don't get the virus under control, you know, you, theoretically people, everyone could get it and, and die, you know, based mm -hmm. because they were, they were not uh, together. And um, so, and then of course it's the life and death decisions, you know, uh, there, there was less blue tarps for us in 2020. Um, that's one thing that wasn't. Speak uh, for yourself. I had a very <laughs> blue tarp heavy. Would you, would you blue tarping everything in your house? <laughs> yeah, it was a project of mine. It's sort of a sort of a quasi art installation. Yeah, I'll uh, maybe maybe I'll put it on the Patreon eventually. Uh, well, if, if if our Patreon doesn't have lost art, I mean, what's the point of a Patreon by Claude and Justin? Uh, <laughs> I agree. Of course. I would actually love to see a tarp-based art project, uh, uh, a tarp project, if you will. Uh, that mm -hmm. didn't really work. But um, uh, I don't even get. I don't even get what I was trying work. to say. Tarp and art, but I didn't really say tarp and art. Oh, like, oh, art. like like tart, like but then like, yeah, yeah and I see. That's a tough uh, one. Yeah, yeah. Um, that would be actually be cool. Uh, but anyway, yeah, it's crazy to get to this point in the podcast history. It's crazy to get to this point of coming back to the show. I still don't love a lot about the ending. Um, I still, it's still discombobulating. I, it's it, it feels like it's could have been neater you know we were so you know it's like this person's right but about the wrong thing and this person's wrong mm -hmm. about the right thing and it's like all that is everywhere you know just when it's yeah. like we've got to do this thing or else it's like actually right now you're fine if you just stop what you're doing and mm -hmm. you're cool somebody else solved your problem for you and it so even though it's got this huge uh, momentum you know it's like a singularity right the end of the show is all boiling down to that one last final moment before abc ruined it yeah <laughs> but everything yeah. before that last shot it is really like the singularity and, and like when the light opens like that's the the the, the, the smallest point and um everything is funneled towards that but the elements that are in the singularity are, aren't nice and neat and they're all screwy and, and kind of messed up and kind of messy um and aren't like if they could rewrite it you felt like they would write something else they wouldn't do the oh no 
Oh my god, did you just cut out? Or is it me? I think I'm still on. This again, like this. Oh, oh, you know? oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, Mike, you want to? I think you, you cut out for a second there. Um, kicking it old Hello? school here. Can you hear me? Oh. <laughs> yeah, oh, what a classic moment. Back. Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Uh, uh, you know, oh, I was man, actually thinking about it. I didn't quite get there because you came back too soon. Dude. Oh, man. Uh, I was just saying the, the entire end of the show is like the singularity where everything kind of boils down to that last final moment in the church. But like all of the pieces of the show and the storylines and the characters that are in that funnel going towards this final moment, which is a really, really good final mm -hmm. moment, are all kind of messy and aren't nice and neat. And I felt like if they could write it again, they would write something different. Like the big picture, I think, would be the same, but the details, I feel like they wouldn't rewrite the details this way if they had their, their choice, you know? Um, because there's just a lot of little bits that don't feel that satisfying, you know, um, mm -hmm. on, a, mm -hmm. on a micro level. Well, we could ask him about that if we ever get him um, on. We could ask him, but we should tell them to the I mean, I think, I think in a way, things, like at least some of those things like kind of make sense. Like there's something appropriate about it for Lost and like the way it typically portrays things that even in the ending mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. it's like characters just being it's yeah yeah like it's like feels in the right spirit that like people are just wrong about a lot of stuff and they're misinterpreting things and and yet they still arrive somewhere I don't know I, I think there's something there but I do agree that like not all the moments work as well as they seem to want them to um i think um yeah i think uh uh i think you know the the final hmm. i think the final sort of meet up in the church like comes together pretty well but like a, a lot of the lead ups were just all over the place um some of those moments didn't i mean you know we already complained about Satan Shannon and we complained about Satan Shannon probably a lot back in the day as well. Um, uh, but like Hurley's thing with Charlie is like is kind of weird and and you know and we talked about Desmond a lot too uh, through the commentaries. Just that whole conceit. Mm -hmm. It's like to me it seemed like you know from from the way things happened, you know like I'm trying to think of like examples like. Um, because I know Desmond was involved in, in a lot of stuff and you, you could connect into a lot of moments, but like the Juliet and Sawyer meeting at the hospital, like, you know, that doesn't really seem to have much to do with Desmond. I mean, technically he broke Saeed out. So like, technically that's why Sawyer's there. Um, but like, you know, I feel like what really should be true about the flash sideways is that, you know, mm -hmm. like it, it's built for them to find each other. It's made. It's like a maze. And they yeah. will. It, 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 he it, didn't have to jump in and force it to happen. You know? And in a yeah. way, it feels think, wrong that that's the way I it agree. plays out. I agree. It feels wrong. It makes it feel cheated. Some of them, I feel like they get cheated out of whatever they were doing. Uh, and because he wants it, it just has to happen. And I, it, it does feel forced. I wish to counteract that feeling there was a real time clock for some reason. Mm -hmm. uh, and I wish it was tied into Man in Black. And I wish it was about him leaving the island. And I wish it was about 
we need to leave this place before he does something on the island, mm-hmm. right? We need to, if we are not out of here by X time, we might not ever get out or something. And that, that's a completely different story because what they want this Flash Sideways to be, I feel like, doesn't have those controls. That isn't connected to the Man of Black at all. Connected. I mean, the Man of Black's like long dead by the time they get yeah. to that point. But, but that's true. But because we're dealing with the island and we know it is connected to the Flash Sideways to the light, there still could be some kind of threat based on what they do with the light cave, right? Uh, that it could somehow affect the Flash Sideways. Um, you know, like the same way the light went out in the light cave when you move the cork like destroying the island is like is like the analogous to the cork and then the flash sideways is analogous to the island so somehow if you destroy the island then the light of the flash sideways goes out and then they they can't move on or something right mm-hmm. like, something like that is what i want because my brain is very logical and wants yeah, yeah. things lined up and like wants wants it to be that nice and neat uh, I like uh, that idea, and I do think there's there is some like implication there of a connection between the lights, but mm-hmm. it is never made explicit that there is actually a connection. I mean, I would say the only explicit connection between the Flash Highways and the island is like the island in the bottom of the ocean, and. The, the weird uh, Ben uh, flash sideways where like his dad talks about being the Dharma initiative and being mm-hmm. on the island. It's like, I think that's the only time they ever really reference anything having to do with the island in the flash sideways. And it's, and it's in such a way where it's just not clear that the power of the island is what made the flash sideways. I do feel like it's logical oh, to for think sure. that. I but, don't. Yeah, yeah. Not that it made it, but uh, but we do know there is some connection with the light and the flash sideways through Desmond, right? So so they are, it, you know, they are connected somehow. It's like, uh, but De- the thing is, Desmond's interpretation was kind of wrong, though. So it's like, I don't, I don't know. Well, like, he was I'm wrong not... about what the place was, but he did make contact with it, right? That's true. That's true. Yeah. But did he did he just make contact with it because he had a near death experience, or is it because of the island? I thought it was because of the light, like the same light, like the electromagnetism that he gets shocked mm-hmm. with is the same stuff that the light is made of, or whatever. Like it's mm-hmm. the same kind of thing. The same way, like you know, uh, you know, we saw like consciousness, time travel, right? Uh, it's a similar thing, but I guess like, but you have a point, like maybe it's more about the near death experience. And so like, but see, that's not the reason I would Desmond's interpretation is that it's related to the light and it just turns out that he's sort of on the right track. But I mean, the reason I wouldn't want to say that, because I was going to say like, then that would, that would mean that Widmore could have just like tried, you know, waterboarded uh, Desmond until he had a near-death experience. No, no, no. Widmore didn't want that to happen. That's the thing. The point of Widmore's thing was to get Desmond to do his job on the island. I don't yeah, think I'm Widmore saying, intended I'm not saying what his motive. sideways. No, no, no. Of course not. But I'm saying what actually happened, right? Uh, not what his intention was. But what actually happened was... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm just saying, if... 
theoretically he could have just theoretically yeah 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 i would agree I mean, just, Juliet, yeah. Juliet connects to Flash Sideways, and there's, I mean, it is related to the Swan Station, I guess, but it's in the present, long after the bombs exploded, and it but seems like it's just a near-death experience. Yeah, but here's my point about Desmond, though. The reason I wouldn't want to say that Wismore could have just waterboarded him instead, and that it needed to be electromagnetism, was that's what they told us was special about Desmond with the failsafe. Yeah. Like, that, it wasn't just that he had survived death or something before. It has something to do with the electromagnetism and so and the light, right? And so you want to carry that through and say the electromagnetism that he was exposed to, where he made contact with the flash sideways, right, is similar to whatever the light is on the island, right? Yeah. Um, and those um, are definitely related. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was my only point, which was what? What was my point? Um, that oh that the island the light on the island somehow connects to the flash sideways anyway, yeah yeah i was making a point about the um the fact that you know they rush they make they have desmond rush them through that flash sideways so arbitrarily um and it's yeah, actually that... just because of winmore's test like that's the catalyst and mm -hmm. i think that's that's a point that is really weird for me to yeah. process that like such an arbitrary and seemingly pointless thing leads to, you know, an alteration, I think, in the way they experience the afterlife. Like, it's just, I don't know. I don't, mm -hmm. I don't know what to do with that. It's just really strange. Yeah, it is really strange um it's a weird again that I, I i wish there was some other reason why it was even good or beneficial for it to happen the way it happened right it wasn't even clear that yeah that yeah they don't it. clarify that and and you know like like when miss hawking confronts desmond like you're not gonna take my son with you and he goes not with me no so i just feel like the implication there is like other groups will leave yeah. They're not necessarily going to have a Desmond, you know? Mm -hmm. um, well, they're, yeah. They're going to do so, it some other way. What is it even, again, he says, this is a place you guys made so you could find each other, but, like, what is the scope of that? And who else is in there, right? Because once the Losties leave, then there's still a flash sideways for those other people who didn't leave. Mm -hmm. But are they also the people who made that place? Or was he talking about the church specifically? Yeah, I think you have. I remember we talked about that at the time too. It's it's kind of ambiguous, of course, whether he actually means the entire flesh sideways or just the church. Um, I guess that's interesting because then that would mean that 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 like everybody gets a flash sideways, which is what we had talked about. I remember from the original ending uh, that that's just the afterlife. You know, it's nothing. They didn't create the flash sideways. The, the flash sideways is the first step of the afterlife that everybody goes to to relive whatever. And the place that they made was the church, the like congregating place, so they could all go move on together. And maybe, maybe, so maybe it's like everyone gets an afterlife in the flash sideways, but not everybody makes a church to find other people. 
Yeah, yeah or maybe they they make us someplace. Or maybe they make their own thing. Yeah, yeah, because he does say uh, nobody does it alone. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's uh, they needed you. Uh, what was it? Uh, <laughs> yeah, the yeah, that's why you're here. Nobody does it alone. You needed them, and they needed you. Yeah, so I I, I think the implication there is that like everybody leaves in groups. Gotcha. And so like everybody has. The afterlife thing. is one big Groupon. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Everyone makes a Groupon pact with their group, <laughs> and they all redeem it at the same time, whatever yeah. that means. And so, yeah, like it might not be a church. I mean, the whole like like mechanics of how it works are, are don't really make sense, but I do think that's the idea. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, uh, I guess I guess that actually helps a bit. Um, I'm I'm sort of almost convinced that that's what it means because it does work better for me than the idea that he actually means the entire flash sideways that they they made the entire flash sideways. Yeah. Well, what was the question? What did he say? He said the he question said, was where are where we? are we? Which makes it feel like it's the bigger question. Yeah, that I mean, that's why we interpreted it as meaning the flash sideways. Oh, and that's the other thing too. When he says we needed the, you know, you needed all of them and they needed you, he says for what? And it's to remember and to let go. So, so is that all? Does it also fit in that? Like they were remembering and letting go specifically in the church in those. Ah, uh, it's worth noting that the many of them did remember outside of the church. In fact, that's I think all of say. them remembered outside of the church. Yeah. So that suggests that the place he means is not just the church. Yeah. And when he says like here, he really means the flash sideways. Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. One uh, line makes it better, the next line ruins it. I, I love how like this is their big explanation and there's it's just, it's like direct exposition. Yeah. But it still doesn't quite cut it's it. It's like it's like why all of a sudden is the word here so ambiguous? Yeah, like, here, here here before very ambiguous. Yeah. Right? So so like so like previously uh Jax Jax says, but why are they all here now? And and there he clearly means the church. Like, why are they all here in the church now? Uh, mm-hmm. Right? Uh, uh, <laughs> I love how you were sure. Or, yeah, and then, I, then I'm like, like, wait. I'm like, maybe he doesn't mean that. I don't know. <laughs> I really thought that. I really thought that's what he was saying because, like, they, he knew they were no, all gathered. I thought. I thought when when we just watched the episode, I thought when I heard that line, he meant because he had just said everyone dies, and so when he says why are they here now, I thought he meant why are they back from the dead. Okay. Oh. So oh. Not, okay. Not just, yeah. Not just because he, not that's what church, he said earlier. He said. Uh, he said. Uh, what did he said? Because uh, this because it goes back to what Jack said earlier. I don't understand. You died. 
He goes, yes, I did. And he said, then, then how are you here right now? So there's, there's where the here starts. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's why it made me think of more of like back from the dead in this reality, not just in the church. Uh, yeah. So the, the, how are you here right now does seem like it means like standing in front of me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which yeah, isn't yeah, yeah. necessarily the same as saying the church, because the implication could just be, how are you alive? But basically, yeah. I can see that you're alive because you're standing in front of me here. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, they, they pack a lot into the here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they do! There is no now here. Where are we? This is the place that you made together. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and there is no now here. I, see, I do feel like there is no now here should mean the flash sideways. Because yes. all the characters are there, quote unquote, at the same time, even though they died at different times, which is what I you agree. just said. I, agree. I think they're talking about the flash sideways the whole time. I just yeah. think in one instance, it, it kind of seems like it would work better church. if it's church. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's the problem. It's like mostly answers about the flesh sideways, but he doesn't clarify. Yeah. Where are we? I don't mean where are we in general, but where are we specifically? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yes, I understand, but oh God. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, the idea that they made the Flash sideways is just, that's been a sticking point with me for years. And it really does help if he means the church, but it just doesn't fit that well with the earlier lines. So either the meaning of here shifts or <laughs> uh, or they really did yeah. make the Flash sideways. I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know. We never saw it happen. So, and none of them seemed to, like, be concerned about the fact that they made a Flash sideways. So they're just like they're just like <laughs> cool with it and they're ready to leave. And you know, and I get that. Like I think there's value there, but in terms of the audience understanding the story, like this is a problem, right? I think this is a problem is when you have characters who have this like deep inner knowing and satisfaction and so mm-hmm. on, like they're not gonna need to verbalize anything. And so the audience won't know, like, mm-hmm. what That's they know. Like good, good actors who can make you feel something, and you don't quite know what you feel, but it's good enough for a finale. <laughs> I mean, I do think they convey something like that. I do think they do a good job. I don't want to sell them short, but I just think, like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just hanging on too much to, like, wanting to understand it better, and I'm just, oh, like, man. locking my way into like a book yeah. in here but you, it, I just thought a really funny edit somebody could make is the church scene with Jack when he first sees Christian again and he's like how are we all here or whatever and then it's like so it's Jack and Christian in the in the back next to the coffin and then you cut to Dale Cooper saying we live inside a dream <laughs> it's like oh okay I get it it's basically the same idea gotcha <laughs> Uh, yeah, the whole yeah, thing from season three, man. Work. Yeah, the thing from season three when he's like, "I'll miss you all. I'll think of you." Fi-. It's just like this ending. You know, this very similar tone hit there of like, 
the, the friends we made along the way and uh, saying goodbye. And of course, the difference is this group was moving on together. Yeah, and that was a lot less touching and a lot yeah. less like sentimental. And it was like some things are gonna change. Um, <laughs> see you later. Yes. <laughs> it's like what? Some things are gonna change. Like you won't remember me at all. Like you know. Like I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's it's just gonna be weird. Um, yeah. It, there's no tender. He doesn't even go see Harry. He's in the hospital. Like. You know, it just, I don't know. Like, they, the Twin Peaks yeah. is going for a, a much more, but I do agree that, like, there is this, like, gathering together of a big group and this sort of, like, connection with the past. And so, they're, yeah, they, they definitely hit, like, some related notes. Mm-hmm. And I think even taking Laura back to the house, you know, mm-hmm. is, like, a little bit along that, those lines as well. But of course, uh, Twin Peaks ends with a scream and horror, and yeah. uh, and that's not the tone they're going for here. No, uh, I was just wondering did did did, did Son and Jen have the baby in the? They don't have the baby at the end. Right? No, nah, she's she's, real she's pregnant. I mean, she's not even. She's like barely pregnant. Oh so. wait. Oh sorry, I, I I'm thinking of Claire. I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I was like, I was like, no, somebody just had a baby. I think Claire's holding the baby yeah. in the. Sure. it's got Aaron because Aaron yeah. was on the plane yeah exactly yeah I guess that's the rationale I it's weird I that strikes me as strange you know considering the fact it's, that it's not it's not it's not the Aaron that would have grown up in, yeah like they went back to the real the world and like they surely like interacted with Aaron when he was it should older. have been yeah but it's no, that's really screwing my brain up but they're they're going back to like they're going back to they want to do the season one callback and sort of so in that's that not era. really Aaron then. Yeah, I think it really shouldn't be Aaron. Mm-mm. That shouldn't be Aaron. Uh, but then that's just a bit weird. It's like I don't know. But but you know, if you extend that logic, well, it's like question. most of them are moving on without their families. So. Well, but but the thing is, Aaron would have would have died not as a baby, so he should have shown yeah. up in the Flash Sideways, moving on not as a baby. So that I can't be would him. Agree with he that. should be moving on with whatever group he he grew close to anyway. Yeah. yeah. And then it makes me think of Jack's son. So like, what if Jack's yeah. son was in this room? Jack's son can't doesn't he isn't real? No, so he I think, can't move on, no. right? He, is he is he a soul? Does he does he get to? I think he's just a fabrication of the Flash Sideways. I do think that is one of the craziest things about the Flash Sideways, um, that it manifests a whole ass person just to <laughs> have Jack deal with his problems. Like, yeah, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I it, because it's so notable to me how that was the last time. Like, he shows up at the concert and he's like, "I'm looking for my son." And then he runs into Kate and then they have this interaction and then she's like, come to the church with me. And yeah, exactly. He's done with his son. And I think he's still got that thing from Locke, you know, where Locke tells you, you don't have a son, Jack. You know, Mm -hmm. I feel like it's like ringing in his head and he's like connecting to the idea that like there's something strange going on here. And like, Mm -hmm. you know, like he somehow intuits that like his son doesn't matter because he's not real. Mm-hmm. It's very strange. It's very strange that they never even mention it again. It's like Claire leaves him there too. You know, he was technically there with Claire. 
<laughs> and she's yeah. like leaves his well, ass. she did have a baby she, she got did have busy a baby. having a baby she did have a baby that's true it was an easy birth to be fair but yeah it's, it's yeah <laughs> like yes. really quick but yeah it's just everybody forgets about him and like you know they could have cut back to him if they wanted to but clearly it's like he's not really a character on the show like he's you know, we barely saw him this season a couple of times. Like, they don't want to spend time with this character at that point, you know, when yeah. they're trying to wrap up the show. They just want to, like, get that out of here. I'm surprised he appears in the finale at all, to be honest. Mm -hmm. I feel like they could have written it where they maybe they reference him a couple times in dialogue, but we don't actually see him. You know, it doesn't seem like it was necessary because it's just awkward to me. It's always awkward to me when he just vanishes with no comment. Yeah. I just noticed that uh, Christian is wearing the white tennis shoes yeah. in the church. Yeah, uh, which is troubling, to say the least. Why do you say that? Because that's the man in black's attire from the early Christian days. Because like the whole mm -hmm. story, oh, yeah, the yeah, whole yeah. story with that's the shoes the was like Jack bought those shoes at the last minute because he he tells a story in season five to his grandfather that like he bought those shoes because like he he needed shoes and he didn't have time to get him better shoes. So he just like went to the nearest shoe place and like quickly got him those shoes and like that's the explanation for why he has like sneakers in the coffin. Yeah, I think it was worth yeah. And so like the man in black manifest the shoes because that's what the body was wearing even though like you know they aren't the same. Anyway that's why I say it's weird because it's like connected yeah. with the man in black which the empty coffin is too so, so I don't know. Let's is, talk about man in black Let's talk about Man in Black winning this uh, show. I mean, uh... this is something about the show that's always bothered me. And I think your theory uh, could help to fix it, even though I can't quite bring myself to believe it. But like there, there was there was always there from the beginning in White Rabbit, there was an identification of Jack's like unresolved issues with his father and the Man in Black, like. The man mm -hmm. in black appearing as Christian, the man in black, you know, beckoning him, the man in black saying, say hello to my son to Locke and mm -hmm. having him repeat the man in black appearing to Jack off the island, you know, yeah. like there was this, it, this idea, this connection between the two. And it just feels totally unresolved to me. I, I always wanted more. They do discuss it briefly in The Last Recruit. You know, was that you? Yeah, that was me. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like, they don't really take it any further than that. I always felt like, you know, I always felt like there should have been some stronger resolution of the idea of, you know, Jack's unresolved issue with his father, his father's connection, like, with the island calling him back there the empty coffin like all of that stuff it just kind of sits there and then they reference it at the end mm -hmm. but i don't think we're supposed to be thinking about the man in black at that point i i mean i feel like we're supposed to take it as either the real i mean in the emotional scenes it feels like the real christian to me because like he's crying and it just feels like they want us to like believe it's really christian yeah. he does say i died too you know, blah blah blah. Um, so, 
Um, yeah, of course, of course. But um, uh, I, I love you, son, right? I mean, he does like identify, you know, mm-hmm. like I feel like there's, you know, the sentiment of the scene makes me think we're supposed to believe it's him. On the other hand, he comes out with all this information that I don't understand why he knows it and Jack doesn't know it too, right? Because it does seem like a lot yeah. of the other characters intuited this without having to be told. No one can tell you, <laughs> blah, 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 you know? Like, it seems like they just got it, whereas Jack has to get it explained to him. And so it's like, if Jack doesn't already know, why do you have to tell him? I don't know, like that part doesn't make sense to me. So anyway, go well, ahead with that. I think it's probably because well, part of it is a logistics reason they have to answer questions. I think part of it is right. uh, that Jack still has this unresolved thing Right, it is very specific that they're here at Jack's dad's funeral, not something, no, no other like reason to congregate. Like that's the sort of overall idea there. Um, so yeah, they do set him up to to have this conversation. But yeah, I agree. There's something weird about it. I, you do, you know, why is Christian Shepherd the shepherd of this event for these people? Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah, yeah. Christian Shepherd means nothing to most of them, you know. Mm-hmm. And I always thought Locke too. Locke should be like, "What the fuck? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like what? What are you? But you did the thing, and you know, and it's, or, and it's Claire's dad too, and it's Claire's dad too, and they don't even acknowledge that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's almost like. Um... Maybe, maybe in some way, Jack getting to see his dad and oh, son, son too, son met him in the barracks. Anyway, maybe, 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 uh, Jack getting to see Christian here is the like resolution to what you were saying you wanted. I think that's what they intended to be. It just doesn't, but it feels disconnected from that stuff. And so it's like, that's the problem. It's like it flowed, the the story like flowed, like, I don't, it's like it it flipped back and forth. You know, there was like the part of the story that was the man in black manipulating Jack through, you know, this this issue that Jack was dealing with, which is Mm -hmm. what he did with like most of the characters. And like that, but but that function was tied in with Christian because he appeared as Christian like over and over again. And I always felt like Jack's destiny on the island should have tied in with Christian, but it gets resolved in the flash sideways, which what is if, like what seemingly if, disconnected from the What island. if Christian isn't real here? Like what if this is, is a manifestation of Christian? Just like Jack manifested a son. I mean, what's the difference? exactly <laughs> well the difference is like what do you mean it, like what what what's well, the, the difference is, difference especially in the flash sideways where they're all like manifestations in some sense well the difference is um it would explain why christian has this role here you know um in an arbitrary sense right um it, basically like you know, the real Christian would be in some other thing doing his own, whatever, right? The real Christian wouldn't 
yeah present himself with all these answers and stuff and yeah yeah hang out with a bunch of people he has like nothing to do with <laughs> yeah yeah i don't know there's something yeah there's something i'm trying to figure out there uh, that you're talking about um and, yeah and i do feel like he's primarily there for is... jack yeah and i also feel like with the shoes i think you're right it's almost like he should have been barefoot or something yeah uh, to, to show us that he's not man in black yeah exactly um, yeah like calling back to the man in black part because like the coffin was empty not because of christian shepherd the coffin was empty because of the man in black like mm -hmm. you know and it's like it was taken like jack took it symbolically but that's not what happened you know like i don't know like <laughs> like he he really thought his dad was walking around but like that's mm -hmm. not what happened. I don't know. It's just, it's, it, it, it that's the part where it, it actually would make more sense to me if it was the man in black, even though everything that every fiber of my being tells me, like, if that's the man in black, this is weird as fuck. This is like the most sentimental man in black manifestation I've ever seen. Well, but that's what he does. He he would he would play it a hundred percent, right? When he impersonates somebody, right? When he was trying to when he tries to convince you of something, um, when he's in that in that mode, he he goes all out. So, I just feel like I never saw. I mean, okay, I'm trying to think through, you know the examples i think probably um i think probably i'm trying to actually think of even one that has the quality that i want like so i feel like when he appears as echo you know i'm sorry not as echo as yemi mm -hmm. he's um he's uh he's got this weird I don't know. He's got this weird stern quality. And of course, eventually he's like, you speak to me as if I'm your brother, you know? Yeah, like, that was like four incarnations of Man in Black ago. That, it was a long time ago, but I'm just, I'm just trying to go through it in my head here. Um, mm -hmm. uh, and then there's, you know, there's the... Uh, because that's how they presented him before, even with Christian Shepard, right? Uh, when he was appearing to Jack, he's like a zombie. He's, he's you know, there's... there's yeah. He, he had that idea... Uh, that there was like that first version of what the christian shepherd is like is pretty cold but he's mostly interacting with strangers and mm -hmm. i will note for for a point in your favor that when we see christian with claire he's holding the baby mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i think that that is that is like a sentimental man in black so yeah uh so and i have to kind of convince that. her that he's really her dad yeah and with with richard when he's isabella he's he's sort of more sentimental as well yeah that's um, what i mean about him he'll do whatever that character would do to you know when he's brain. alex though he's like threatening and he's he's like he's like um uh you better do what Locke says or i'll hunt mm -hmm. you down and destroy you you know like but that um, wasn't yeah, that's and that's a weird one. That's a it weird is a one. weird one. That's a weird case because he's 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 pretending to be Alex, but but he's kind of acknowledging he's that he's not really Alex. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, you're right. Yeah, it's a it's a strange one. It's a strange one. But yeah, I just it. This is the most like extended like touching scene that 
they do with the man in black impersonating someone if that's really what it is and i mm-hmm. think you know it, it because it, it also undercuts the emotion of the scene if it's the man in black like i think that's mm-hmm. the other reason why i i struggle to believe that that's really true i don't um, think they want us to think that now, now whether or not they have in their mind like secretly no one knows the man in black really won like you know i definitely don't think that's what they're they're trying to communicate to us that this is man in black um because for all the reasons that you're saying it's better if it's not but in the way that you know the story could be more interesting on a certain level mm-hmm. as man in black i think it's interesting but yeah i think if they yeah. were, if it was man in black it would have been more clear yeah um I, you know, and I think um, it's just, it's just, you have to explain away a bunch of stuff on why this is Christian then. Right. Um, And the fact that Man in Black, of course, did just die, right? Mm -hmm. uh, You do want to be like, okay, well, what happened to him? Flash sideways. What, what, what would have, what, you know, what does that look like for him? And the idea that he could, you know, somehow still have a trick up his sleeve you know i'm sure i've said on the last podcast like i always envision him like what coming to the church doors at the end and like doing that michael jackson thriller thing and you know he turns to the camera and winks and he's like ah, man in black all along right right yeah um, yeah no i like that idea i think from like the the bigger characters um especially in in um season six like aside from the you know the obvious characters in the main cast i think um the main ones we do not see in the flash sideways are richard jacob mm-hmm. and the man in black i think we see almost everyone else uh even bit players even you know dogan shows up elana shows up um frank is there you know like mm-hmm. they have you know most of the characters are there um, I mean, God, even Kimi's there. <laughs> yep. You know, so, I mean, maybe Kimi's not real. I don't know. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I did think it was a bit odd that Richard doesn't show up, Jacob doesn't show up, and the man black doesn't show up. Um, mm-hmm. Because theoretically, I mean, they were all just people, right? And they all die at some point. So... Mm-hmm. You would think that would mean they would be in the flash sideways. Maybe they just thought it was too challenging to incorporate, or they didn't think it was appropriate because they were like from different time periods or something. I don't know. Um, Even though they all died around the same time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I know. It's true. Uh, um, yeah, I, I did have this vision of like in the in the church. You know, they're all um, not walking to the church doors, but sitting in their seats as the doors open. And then you know you could see at the at the at the, at the back of the other side of the church like Man in Black and Jacob just standing there watching them you know, um, mm-hmm. you know those crazy kids or like you know Man in Black goes well Jacob I guess you were right yeah here's your, here's your one drachma or whatever we bet <laughs> right yeah they could have brought it back to the bet and stuff which was also like totally unresolved. Or like, you know, Jacob turns to him and goes, checkmate or whatever. <laughs> what was that game? What was that game? They, uh, Senate. Uh, yeah, Jacob's like, and that's how you play Senate. 
He gives up the rock. Yeah. I really, yeah, I want to see these alternate endings. That's, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. And then they walk out of the church. Jacob and Man Black walk out of the church and they run into Ben. Mm-hmm. Like, holy shit. <laughs> and Jacob's like, yeah, Ben, what about you now? What about you? <laughs> Different show, but uh, <laughs> you were right, Jacob. What about me? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the other way to go, see Ben. Yeah, this is this is why I was there. What about you? You get it now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like that kind of was the point. So, I, in that way, I kind of understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like he needed to not be so selfish and like try to, yeah, like rule the island by himself yeah so yeah i think that's uh yeah i i don't know i yeah and i guess like you know i think about battlestar galactica and how they end with the angels you know just Uh, like love ending with the angels on either side of christian (laughs) yeah there was definitely some connections there but you know like that's they could have done that on Lost, and I think the Lost version of that would have been Jacob and the Man yeah, in Black. Exactly. Yes, exactly. You know, yeah. making a comment about humanity, which is what they do in Battlestar yeah. Galactica. Yeah. And can you, you know? imagine if, uh, yeah, Jacob and Man in Black are talking, he goes, uh, uh, he's like, uh, you know, so what now? Uh and that's the other thing they could do, which would blow our minds, if if he called his brother by his actual name. Oh man! <laughs> what oh, are we man. gonna do now, Pete? <laughs> hey, Pete, what are we doing now? <laughs> like, Let's go home. What's next, Ralph? Yeah, yeah. I guess it would have been like a Roman name. So uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Glavius worked too. Octavius, yeah, yeah. Give me some like fucking. Yeah. Although Jacob's not Roman, we talked about that at the time. <laughs> Jacob's not Roman. Oh yeah, yeah, Jacob's not. It's cer- it certainly existed at the time, but yeah, it was just like if they want us to think they're Roman, like this is a bit weird. Are they are they Jewish? Like what's going on? Anyway, whatever. <laughs> They already they, named him Jacob, so they were stuck with that. Mother's like the light cave has life and death and everything in between, including the Torah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why everyone uh, uh, at the in the incident episode—I shouldn't say everyone—but it was a big thing online to call Man in Black Esau, since he was Jacob's brother mm. in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. Um, because Jacob was a twin in the Bible as well. So Oops. yeah, I think they definitely wanted to allude to that, but they didn't want to go quite so far as to call the man of black Esau. Yeah, and the whole Cain and Abel thing is there. And, mm-hmm. you know, classic classic trope of the, the good and bad brother. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the man of like being nameless is I've complained about it ad nauseum, so I won't go on forever, but it's it's yeah, it is one regret I have from the show. Um I think, you know, there's a version of Lost where Man in Black Nameless works. It's just not this uh show. Uh, mm-hmm. I think they needed a different character um that, you know, was just like less less just of a, a regular human who really just should have had a name. 
you know, like, um, I, I don't complain about it not having a name, for example. That's totally appropriate. It makes mm -hmm. sense for the story they're telling about that character, that it's a nameless entity, you know, but like, that's not what the Man in Black was. And so I just, I don't know, I question that decision. I, and I think it could have been cool, actually, to like, just reveal his name at the end. I, yeah, I, I, you know, even like right before he dies or something. I don't know, like some just some moment of like, mm -hmm. you know, like acknowledging like he was just a person and, you know, he had a name. Yeah, when Jack says, um, you're not John Locke and you use, you know, tarnish his image or whatever. Mm -hmm. his, you're right. I'm not. I'm Bob. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, Robertus or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what a crazy ending. I mean, you know, Lost, I feel like it's one of those shows, of course, goes without saying that uh, as soon as it ends, you want to go back to the beginning and go, well, how did this start again? Mm -hmm. It's a long journey from the start to there, yeah. even though they do a lot of callbacks. Yeah. Um, and I feel like I should have seen coming when they're like, the Cave of Light, it's by the bamboo forest where you woke up. Like, I should have instantly known that they're setting us up to end where they started. I, yeah. in, in retrospect, it seems obvious, but I mm -hmm. didn't take it that way at the time. Yeah. There's a lot of things yeah. like that. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, it is a really, 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 really long journey. I guess maybe because we just spent 10 years reliving it, but maybe there's a way to watch six seasons in a shorter amount of time. You can. I mean, I, I binge a show uh, pretty recently, you know, in the last, like, six months or so. and um, So it's possible. Yeah, it's totally possible. I, I, I think it took maybe, uh, maybe a month or so. Not 10 years? Not 10 years. Okay, just checking. Actually, I feel like that's maybe it was longer because yeah, I feel like it was probably it was probably more like two or maybe even three. Yeah, I literally have never seen the show in that much condensed time. I've never, I don't think I've ever binged all six seasons. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I hadn't either. That was the first time I ever did it. Um, yeah. I had binged the pre. I had binged up to season five. But yes, yeah. I had never done it with season six as well because we were doing the commentaries. Yeah, we were. Um, yeah, I still don't... Yeah, I don't know if my... Well, I've forgotten most of my opinions about the show over the years <laughs> but uh, of the past. Um, but I don't know if my thoughts have changed too much about the quality of season six. Um, mm -hmm. It still has a lot of problems. It still is just weird in a lot of ways, um, and rewatching didn't really help. Yeah, um, yeah. I will like say, for my money, um, I think I think I like it a bit better than season five. Even though season five has its moments, there is some hardcore tedium in season five, and yes. some really messy plotting and of course season six has that too but i think especially the dharma stuff i every time i rewatch the dharma stuff i just want it to be over like the only thing i like about the dharma stuff is like you know the the character stuff with you know like the fleur and juliet and you know like 
that stuff yeah. works but anything to do with dharma outside of our characters it's just so tedious oh my god mm -hmm. i can't stand it I, I just desperately want them to get out of there so they can do something and i just found the season six stuff like to me the main problem with season six in terms of that is like the era when they're just like sitting around whittling and like doing nothing like it's yeah. just kind of listless like they don't i don't know they need to get all these things together to like move the plot forward but when they're doing stuff like it doesn't always work but i always find it more interesting than that dharma stuff so yeah i think that's the main reason why i kind of prefer season six to season five um overall even though like if you pick some individual moments like the best moment from season five is much better than the worst moment from season six mm -hmm. and i do think that overall it's weaker than the earlier part i mean when you rewatch, to me there is a magical quality to the first season that they never replicated uh ever again yeah is really amazing i don't know why or how but there is a a really um a really impressive atmosphere that they maintain in season one that is just so unique to that season and i like the other seasons for different reasons but they just never quite got back to that tone and you know that show is like a super cool show that's just a little different from what the show actually became later on mm -hmm. um so like it, it almost is a thing you could just watch by itself you know mm -hmm. um because it, it does its own thing and 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 that's kind of how lost has been the whole time like they really change things up a lot um mm -hmm. you know season two is really different and season two also does its own thing that no other season really does yeah. um it's really unique they all do their own thing they're, they all have every single season is unique for sure yeah it, but i think maybe to your other point they're not all good standing alone it, not exactly and like equally as somehow like interesting or i think there was a there was a grasp on atmosphere in season one that was stronger than the later well, the seasons that's highest highest yeah i right? think that's probably why it's the highest so much uh, unknown they're setting up all the m most interesting stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, and I do think probably season two is the closest they come to it. And, and that just goes to the idea that it's, it's also like where we know the least. Yeah. You know, season three is where it starts to dissipate, you know, and, uh, you know, by, by season four, like things feel a bit more, I don't know, just kind of normal, I guess. I, I, it's hard to <laughs> explain what I mean by that. But if you watch season one, there just is a different quality to the scenes from the, the way the show was filmed later. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just, it's really, it's just really great. Um, I think to me, that's the best like era of the show just to like, if you just want to watch like some loss, <laughs> mm -hmm. that's the stuff to watch. Um, if you know, if it's not about the story, it's just about sort of experiencing what it is like to watch Lost. Mm -hmm. Like that's that's the best.
Um, obviously, the plot gets more involved later. There's really not that much going on in season one plot-wise. It's quite limited and very slow. They slow play everything. Mm-hmm. It takes forever for the hatch thing to progress, even a little bit. Like, they find it and they talk about it for a long time. And, mm-hmm. and like, takes forever for anyone else to even find out about it. And even once they find out, there's still a discussion about what they're going to do. Like, yeah. <laughs> It's just this really extended thing. And, you know, same thing with the raft, you know. They just spent a long time building a raft. Like, that's a plot line. They build a raft. Like, you two know. Rafts. <laughs> oh, yeah, two rafts, technically. Because, yeah, what a... That's how good the raft building plot line was. It was so good. They built it twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, it's like simpler problems and stuff. But, yeah, the magic is just so, so strong there. Um, uh, but I do think like, you know, as far as like the characters and their journeys and stuff, like it, it is worth going through the other stuff. You, you do get somewhere. And I do think the ending delivers mm-hmm. like some, you know, with, with exceptions, but it does deliver some satisfying, like emotional implants for, for many of the characters, if not all of them. Yeah, I agree with you in general. I would, I would, the only things I would bring up is this, that some of the moments by the end, I guess it just depends on what exactly you mean, right? I, 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 you know, I feel, I feel like in this actual last episode, the moments when they're waking up and having these connections and remembering their past, that's all great. That feels good. It's really easy in a way. An easy victory, I mean. Um, because we as the audience are bringing in our entire experience of those characters to those moments. And so you have good actors performing well with good music and flashbacks and plus everything we bring to the characters. So those moments work, right? Because there's a lot going into them, but I feel like some of the actual <sighs> plot points on where these characters end up aren't that great. So like Kate and Claire, like Kate spends all this time trying to get back to the island to save Claire, and that was really like bungled the whole time. And then we finally, you know, so all of the stuff in season five and trying to find Claire and then running to her at the temple and all that stuff. And then, like, getting split up or whatever. And then, like, then now here in season six, you know, obviously the Flash Sideways stuff where they saw each other a little bit at the beginning. And then on the island, like, just comes down to Claire being like, I don't want to go home. And Kate's like, you could, you should come with us. Okay. You know what I mean? Um, like the, yeah. The, the, to clarify, the thing... I was talking about the Flash Sideways moments. I was not talking about the island. So, okay yeah 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 i think i think the flash sideways moments to me what works is literally the moments where they wake up and some of the dialogue stuff when they do have a time to talk with certain characters like mm-hmm. Brock and ben and stuff yeah um but i still feel like because the, i feel like desmond ruined them really having real sort of epiphanies organically mm-hmm. um so they didn't really get to learn whatever they're supposed to learn you know, what, whatever reason Jack has a son here, 
and is divorced from Juliet, he never gets to find out. Now, it doesn't matter once he wakes up. Right. <laughs> which is weird. It seems like everyone should just wake up instantly then. You know, like, what's the point of living through an existence if that seems to be the point is for you to relearn a lesson or get a second mm-hmm. chance or whatever. Yeah. But if that doesn't actually even matter, because once you wake up, it won't, it won't matter if you came to that realization organically or actually even learn what was holding you back in your previous life. Right. Um, and to your point earlier, maybe, maybe, maybe some of those ideas are wrapped up in what's unspoken in these moments. Um, you know, and we just don't get to see it or hear it, but we're supposed to think the characters are feeling that. So when Jack wakes up, maybe he's processing why David was in his life, or what you know, maybe right. I'm going out on a limb, I'm making a very long limb him, yeah, yeah, for them, but maybe right. So that's the kind of stuff where I, I, I just wish. I just hate Desmond. I hate that Desmond is the character yeah, yeah, no, in this selfish the in this selfish way. And it makes it again back to that idea of, of like we don't get to see the flash sideways the normal way. Like loss being consistent. Mm-hmm. Listen, they're really consistent. We see the flash sideways broken. We see the Desmond influence right. of it, and we don't get to see what would organically happen, you know. Uh, because a lot of these characters seem like they could have interacted with each other and not, and not waking up, and then just moved about. Like Sawyer could have seen Juliet and just walked away. Right. Mm-hmm. And and maybe another year or two from now and the flash sideways, they meet again mm-hmm. and they touch and they wake. Right. So who knows when these things would, because it's not like as soon as you see the person, you instantly wake up. Right. right? You do have to do some touching. Right. Um, uh, so, yeah. So that makes it a little weird. You know, that makes it a little weird. But I agree, like in general, like the, the emotional moments with the music and the flashbacks, those all work. It feels good having seen the show and you know the history and you know uh, the long, long journey and you feel like the characters have earned this, right? Yeah. Um, because they've just gone through so much. Even if they don't understand why they're here in some sense, um, and in other senses, it doesn't matter. Um <laughs> Right. It's so weird in that way. It's so weird, right? Again, that thing about life where it's like the criticism doesn't even stick, right? Because it doesn't matter. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it, it's not about the past anymore. So it doesn't even matter if they realize. It's like the point of the Flash Sideways is for them to realize what happened in the past. But actually, that's not the point. Uh, the point is for them to let it go and move on. Um, so they don't, they could skip past realizing what they needed to know yeah. <laughs> as long as they move on it's weird yeah 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 no i i think that's true uh yeah i was i was trying to think through the on, on island stuff i mean i do think jack has has the most satisfying like on island journey uh where yes. it really feels like appropriate for the character like a worthy endpoint mm-hmm. and and you know feels like mm-hmm. you've been getting there the whole time and like I think that works pretty well. I think you're right. Yeah, but Kate and Claire, I I want that to be more, but yeah, there's just there's just not much mm-hmm. there. They they really underwrite it a lot, and I'm... after all that stuff from earlier in the season, it just feels like such a weak payoff. Like I I yeah, I wish they could have done done more with that um, mm-hmm. moment. 
it seemed like they just felt like they didn't have time. Like, you know, I, I kind of wish, I kind of wish part of the drama with Claire and Kate in season one was something about who's the mother. Like, for some, they were, if like, if there was some storyline where, where Kate had to take care of Aaron for some reason, or, 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 you know, uh, you know, and Aaron, you know, uh, called Kate mom or, or, you know, attached to her in some way. I wish they had some kind of thing about Kate and Claire in the mom role for Aaron that was part of their fundamental drama that later would have come in season four with like Kate is raising Aaron and having all this guilt about it and then deciding to go back to get Claire, right? And then and then coming right. back to that uh, and then the flash sideways again, you know, I just, you know, I feel like that's what's missing is, is this bond that they have, right? Because the thing that they sh- that woke them up was the birth of Aaron and Kate yeah. being there to being there with her to help with that and that being their strong bond. So I wish, I feel like there's one piece missing to kind of make that just completely make sense for their entire storyline together. I just yeah, think there's I, something missing about that. I totally agree. I had a, like a slightly different version of that in my head um, when I rewatched, you know, cause I, I knew where they were going to end up. And I do think that that birth scene from season one, like ties in pretty well with where they're going. Again, I do feel that the Flash Sideways has a season one bias. It feels to me like season mm-hmm. one stuff gets more weight than anything yeah. else. Yeah. Um, including like the characters who are allowed to be there. Like most of those characters are from season one. There's mm-hmm. one or two exceptions, but um uh, it just feels like you know it's like Boone and Shannon are there. I don't like really, but mm-hmm. like but they were in season one, you know. So yeah. Anyway, the thought I had was that um, I feel like the connection between Kate and Claire is like not aside from that birth scene, which definitely fits well. It's like barely there after that. They don't even really interact that much in yeah. most of the show, and the connection between Kate and Claire is really just. Aaron you know which of course it is the birth of Aaron so I guess there's a logic there but the two it wasn't really the two of them they were just both connected to Aaron I don't know Mm -hmm, I I I felt I in retrospect it made me wish that they had put the two of them together more to build the bond better so that there was more impact there in terms of you know in terms of that's kind of what I mean yeah and in terms of connecting in the flash sideways. Yeah, that's kind of what I mean. Like if there was some something where where they were bonded over their shared parentage of Aaron or something, right? I took care of him at this point, you take care of him at this point. Thank you, Kate, for taking care of him. Yeah. Like, so like if season one, say Claire gets sick and Aaron can't be around her, she can't take care of Aaron until Kate spends a week or whatever, I don't know, taking care of Aaron, mm-hmm. right? You know what I mean? And then now when when, when Claire is feeling better, you know, Kate is feeling weird about giving Aaron back or, or, right. or Claire is feeling weird that she couldn't step up as a mother. You know, whatever you want to get out of that, but still have something about their bond being about them both taking care of Aaron. But yeah. Yeah. Um, I also want to bring up the ghosts and Michael and, uh, you know, are they, oh. relinqu- are they relinquished from being stuck on the island now? Oh. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. One of my, yeah, uh, big pet peeve, and I harped on it a lot in the finale podcast because it bugged me back then, I guess, as much as it still bugs me now, uh, that we don't get Michael and, and Walt in, in the church. Mm-hmm. Um, I even feel like Vincent should be there, but anyway, um, <laughs> we heard that Vincent heaven. like dies with Jack, but isn't there in the flash times? I don't know, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, uh, the because- fact that Michael, the fact that Michael and and Walt are not there is really like offensive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I yeah, I totally agree. And not not you know, it's not like Echo where. You know, they actually tried to get him and he didn't want to do it. You know, like he's mm-hmm. Michael's in the final season and Walt is in the new man in charge. They had access to those characters if they mm-hmm. wanted to. They could have put them there if they wanted to. They chose to use Michael as a vehicle to explain the whispers, which I think was totally unnecessary and weird and like kind of disappointing uh, i guess again you could make that work uh with the overall point of the show but um the thing michael says is um you know he says we're the ones who can't move on mm-hmm. you know um so i guess extrapolating from that i mean it's more or less what my assumption has always been but like i guess in in my it's weird because in the flash sideways, you're you're not moved on yet. You actually move on from the flash sideways. It makes it seem like he's from the flash sideways. Yeah. Uh and yet what Hurley says is you're stuck on the island. You mm-hmm. know? Um, which sounds like he's not. And of course we don't see him in the flash sideways. So you know, it's Well, like, the flash sideways is just one big island, metaphorically. It's like it's like the flash sideways is like halfway between, you know, being stuck because you can't move on and moving on. It's like, it's this middle period where you're not stuck because you can't move on, but you haven't actually moved on yet, but you will. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That feels really clunky to me, but I think that's it, it. it makes it seem like where ghosts and the, the, the things come from is not the island. Like they're sort of stuck on the island, but not literally stuck on the island. Like, like, um, um, uh, how do I want to describe that? Like the same way that like Isabella shows up, right? Like randomly. Mm-hmm. So I, I almost want to make yeah. it seem like, they are in the flash sideways and through some power of the island they can come to the island you know they can show up there but that's not where they lived mm-hmm. right they're not just literally on the beach and in the jungle in but then they have no memory of that in the flash sideways or something i mean like say, wait say it again they have no memory of that in the flash sideways like when they go back you know because like we well we never saw any of the people i'm talking about in the flash sideways. yeah okay 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 all right so I yeah I, I would have know. to agree with that, but I was just trying to figure out like the logistics of like okay I'm gonna go be a ghost now. <laughs> well maybe maybe if you're but, maybe but I don't know the... I'm dead somehow I don't know you know it's like it's just yeah weird. I I make... feel like maybe it's yeah okay maybe it's yeah I don't know I, I know I they're dead be... you know so it's very different from the way the flash sideways seems to work. 
Yeah. This was a problem I had, you know, with the ending. I felt like, you know, they already had ghosts. You already told us shit about the afterlife. Like, and we mm-hmm. even, there's a ghost of Charlie, you know, earlier. There's a ghost to Anna Lucia, you know. Of course, I did eventually come to believe that they were actually the man in black. But, like, if they were mm-hmm. real ghosts, there are some real ghosts on the show. You know, uh, what about the Flash Sideways? Like, how does mm-hmm. that fit? Like, it's just weird. Like, is there one version that goes to the afterlife as a ghost and then a different version that goes to the afterlife as the Flash Sideways? You know, Hurley, like, sees Charlie and there's, like, touching moment where it's like, oh, Charlie, you know, but he saw him as a ghost. Like, <laughs> you know, so mm-hmm. it just feels like, I don't know, it just feels like the ghost, the whole existence of ghosts, like, undercuts what the idea of the Flash Sideways is supposed to be. And they really mm-hmm. don't make an attempt to connect them or say anything about what the relationship is, except for Michael saying, we're the ones who can't move on, like using those words suggests something, you know, connected to Christian speech at the end in the flash sideways, you know, but it's still actually pretty hard to work out like exactly what that means. I've got a question that's going to blow your mind. <laughs> All right, I'm ready. How do the ghosts like Michael even know they can't move on. Why do they even know they're dead and they're ghosts? Because the people in the flash sideways wake up in the flash sideways with no memory of Mm -hmm. their previous lives. Yeah. Why didn't that happen to Michael? Or did it happen to Michael? He gets blown up on the freighter Mm -hmm. and he wakes up in a flash sideways with no memory of, of, you know, what that he's dead and then somehow he awakens to the realization that he died but he can't move on and then somehow what he's back on the island magically stuck or you know what i mean like mm-hmm. you know or or did his flash wait did his splash sideways oh, start on the island i see what and you're he saying he's, yeah or did it start on the island like he dies on the freighter he wakes up on the island. He doesn't know he's dead. He eventually learns that he's dead, maybe because <laughs> uh, he tries to interact with people and they can't see him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he realizes he's dead. And now he realizes, oh, okay, I'm stuck here because I can't move on. Because right, there has to be some period of time after death where I think you wake up and you realize you wake up and you don't know you're you have you had died. And then you realize you died, and then you can either move on or not from there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, what you said just reminded me of something. I think he says something else. Let me see if I can find that scene here. Uh, there's something else I was gonna mention because um. I, but I want to make sure I'm not like making it up or. Or whatever. Okay, is this? Uh, yeah, here it is. Um, ah, ah. Okay. Oh, right. Okay, I'm getting it confused. I got it confused. Okay, so, um, uh, in in the real world, you know, when Hurley's seeing ghosts, like at a certain point in in season five, Anna Lucia pulls him over in the car, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and at the end, she goes. Libby says hi, mm, mm-hmm. you know, um, 
And uh, I, I thought I, I thought I remembered Michael saying that, but actually, it's Anna Lucia who says that. Michael says, "If you ever see Olivia again, tell her I'm sorry." Mm. Um, so anyway, uh, that that actually doesn't doesn't help uh, make any particular point. But I just remember that he <laughs> made a comment about Libby, and I'm like, "Oh, does that indicate something about how this?" afterlife mm-hmm. is is working but i, I think, I think so. uh the thing i was gonna say is um he says uh he's stuck on the island because of what he did you know so i i think that suggests he he remembers you know he remembers his life as well you know so that's another difference with the flash sideways yeah but but that's what i'm trying to describe right or figure out is what is the sequence of events from you die in real the real world then there's something in the middle and then there's you remember your life, and then there's you can move on from that or not, right? So how what's Michael's thing in that step two, where somehow when he got to the afterlife, whether that's the island or the flash sideways or whatever, his his initial existence after death, does he automatically remember his life, and he doesn't need to do any waking up, or does he not know that he's dead for a period of time? And then has to realize he's dead and then realizes he can't move on and therefore is now stuck. Mm-hmm. What do you, you know what I'm saying? Do you have Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like a it's like a sort of op- opposite version of the flash sideways where instead of remembering letting go and moving on, you remember hold on to it and you can't move on. Okay, so you think he woke up in an afterlife not knowing he was dead he had to find that out i mean my assumption was that he knew the whole time because we just don't see this we don't see like the life of a ghost really portrayed they just kind of show up and they already seem to know stuff um so (laughs) i always assume that they just knew already uh, but I'm just trying to sort of make sense of what you're saying, I guess. But, but yeah, I guess it's like, then how, then how does, <laughs> why, <laughs> yikes, I don't even want to ask this question. Um, there is some mechanism by which <laughs> some people get to go to a flash sideways and spend some time not remembering that they have died right realizing they died yeah and then you know choosing to move on after that okay but but there is some other mechanism by which you die and then you just become a ghost and you just automatically know you're dead there was no period of time that you thought you were not dead yeah um and you don't get this fake version of reality. So, so what is the mechanism by and which you that you understand? go from, from option A or B? Like, what is it about you and your moment of death? I am assuming that's when it would happen. I don't know. That would determine if you're A or B. Because you don't even have a chance yet to even contemplate your past life before you're either in option A, the flash sideways, or option B, stuck on the island, can't move on right yeah yeah that hurts my brain i don't i don't know how to make sense of that what were you gonna say what yeah yeah to yeah i was gonna say um uh i was gonna say and you have the knowledge that the point is to move on mm-hmm. you know like 
they don't they don't know that in the flash highways at least not initially well and that's the problem with language like that right is you know he knows he's stuck and needs to go somewhere else so is that what he means or does he mean the real moving on does he know yeah does he know that's the thing i mean you know when they use those phrases i assume they want us to connect them but it could just be like the Mm -hmm. empty coffin where it's like it's a poetic connection but it isn't like he's literally describing the same thing did we see any ghosts on the island who didn't die on the island? Yeah, you know, Isabella was the classic example of that. Oh, that's right. I kept, I was thinking about her and I was thinking Jacob's mother. Um, okay, yeah, Isabella. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Jacob's mother, uh, uh, Claudia, mm-hmm. um, did die on the island infamously. Uh, I do think most of them died on the island. I mean, part of the problem is like most of the shows on the island. So most people who died, died on the island. But um, uh, I guess the the other uh, questionable case was was, uh, Dave. You know, if you think he's a ghost, Mm. he probably didn't die on the island. Mm -hmm. But it's not even clear. Both of those cases could be man in black. Yeah, Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I mean, the, the second Isabella certainly came off like a real ghost. Obviously, the first one was Man of Black 100%. Yeah. But, like, with the second one, it was, like, they went so far as to, like, you know, only Hurley can see her, and they even cut to the Man in Black at the end, like, off in the distance watching from afar. Mm-hmm. So I just, I feel like there's a lot there to say, like, the mm-hmm. second one was really Isabella, but I don't know. Maybe that's just a weird special case. Maybe she got sent on a special mission because at the end she's like, we better stop the man in black or we all go to hell. It's weird because she's like really invested in that idea to like give a grand pronouncement like that. But Michael doesn't really seem concerned with the man in black per se. He's really just trying mm-hmm. to not have Hurley get himself killed. That's really yeah. all he seems to care about. He actually and, leads and, him straight to the man in black, which leads to the submarine. So in a way, like he gets close to letting the man in black kill them all. So yeah, <laughs> I don't know. And, yeah, it's really weird. Um, uh, with Isabella, what is what is what was the quote she just said? Um, you got to stop the man in black from leaving the island, or we all go to hell. Yeah, uh, Michael doesn't consider it hell. But but she says go to hell. So it's like where are you now? Yeah yeah. I think that's the implication. Thought, They're not there now. Yeah, but what's weird is like the you know Richard thought the island was hell. Right. So they're like mixing up like what hell is. So, yeah. So, and then and then why would Isabella think? And this is this goes to my idea of this like oh we gotta do we gotta wake up Ray up in the flesh sideways before a man in black destroys it somehow. Right, like that would be the equivalent of like going to hell, right? So like for the dead people. So like, why why is there an option of people going to hell and and in, in an afterlife, right? If what we saw was what everybody gets, mm-hmm. uh, what does that mean? Go to hell, right? <laughs> and then why is she even there? Yeah, yeah. Uh, is she really not, supposed to be a she, whisperer? Like, it, can she not move on? Like, yeah. Why wouldn't she be able to move on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it makes it seem like she's not a whisperer, that she had a, a mission somehow. Yeah. And she, and she came down from whatever. Maybe she's like Christian Shepherd. Maybe you can get special, you know, a special mm-hmm. passport and um, 
and come down from the flash sideways. Do a specific thing. Yeah. I mean, Claudia kind of functions that way too. You know, she's like there to move the plot forward, but it's not mm -hmm. really, I mean, they, they never really portray her as a whisperer or suggest that like, you know, she died like, and like, wasn't able to move on after her death. Like, Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, we don't really even know a single thing about her aside from the fact that she had twins and was murdered. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, uh, uh, so it does seem like you can be a ghost without like having that, you know, specific reason for being a ghost. Because what I was trying to do was make a case that you know, anyone who dies and can't move on can just be a ghost anywhere. And the people who died on the island are ghosts on the island. But there's other places people die, of course, throughout the world, and they would just be a ghost there, mm -hmm. right? The island isn't the place where all people who can't move on are, right? That shouldn't be true. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, yeah. We thought, yeah, I remember having a discussion. It's not, it's just like the flash dive, it's just not clear how general it is, or if it's mm -hmm. just like this is the in this is the version we're getting here because you know, because like Michael's like guilt is related to the island, mm -hmm. like stuff that happened there, basically. Well, that's interesting you phrase it that way. It makes, it makes me wonder if they're, and this is probably too crazy for loss, but it makes me wonder if like the ghosts are just the part of the person who could move on. You know, it's, it's a reflection of the person or something like that. It's that part that could move on, but there's some other part that's somewhere else. Maybe, maybe part is stuck on the island and part is in the flash sideways. And then maybe if they both wake up and unify or something, I don't know. But, mm -hmm. um, uh, I guess if Christian Shepard, like, I know we talked about this, um, you know, ad nauseum, but like, if any of the Christian Shepard appearances are actually Christian Shepard's ghost, then he would be an example of someone who didn't die on the island. Mm -hmm. But I kind of don't think that he appears as a ghost, so... <laughs> I don't really believe that, but I'm just throwing it out there. Uh, there was definitely a time when you believed that some of those, we were, we like went through the appearances and we were talking about like, this is really Christian Shepherd and this is Man in Black <laughs> and it was the whole thing. Uh, yeah, I remember that. Um, all right, I, I wanted to look at this list of... Uh, there's a there's an article of the ten most hated storylines. That's funny. Ten most uh, hated storylines. Oh, Jack's tattoo. Yeah. Probably. Let's see. Well, I'll just quickly read through them uh, in reverse order. Uh, ten is Claire becomes the new Russo. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. That was not successfully executed for a variety of reasons. I don't even really like the idea. I, I wish they had stuck with like creepy, weird cabin Claire. I think that was like more, much more effective. Yeah, but it's gotta go somewhere. She can't just stay that. Oh, she can't stay that, but like start there, you know? Mm hmm. Instead of starting with Russo Claire. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, I agree yeah. with that. I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, number like... nine is, uh, what were you gonna say? No, 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 go ahead. Number nine is Shannon, Said and Shannon in game. Um, oh, okay. 
Yeah. Well, that's yeah. <laughs> well known yeah, complaint. I mean, Nadia wasn't on the island, but you know, neither was Penny. So whatever. I guess she wasn't island adjacent, but uh, you know, come on, plus one. It's it makes fine. me think it's not really Penny. <laughs> I mean, that wasn't really Aaron. That can't really be Aaron. I mean. Yeah, no, I agree. It's not really Aaron. But I do think it's supposed to be Penny. I mean, come on. Oh, well, I think it's supposed to be her. It just shouldn't be. Um, <laughs> okay, number eight is Sawyer and Kate trapped in cages. Oh, see, I, I actually think that's overrated as bad plot. I think that's actually pretty good stuff. I don't have any complaints I think about if that. you've seen... If you've seen Lost enough, you'll realize it's not as bad as other things. Yeah, yeah, that those plots are fine. <laughs> like I, I rewatching those episodes, like they're, like they have it their was moments. Frustrating the crappy, first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's when it's week to week, and you want like, but it, just on their own terms, like they're they're pretty good. I I can't complain about those episodes. Yeah, it was tough watching the rock breaking. Uh, okay, seven is uh, who breaks is... the rocks and who hauls them? That's what I want to know. They didn't resolve that anyway. Go ahead. Uh, Jack, Kate, Sawyer, Juliet, Love, Quadrangle. Oh, I thought people loved that. Mm, not well, it's the seventh most hated, so not everybody okay. loved it. Okay, uh, six is the origin uh, of Jack's tattoos. The origin, yeah, I knew tattoos. Jack's tattoos had to be. I'm surprised it's not higher, but okay, yeah, well, let's see what gets there. Okay, five is Ben's obsession with Juliet. Yeah, I mean, I, I actually think that that was well done, it's just that it went nowhere, like mm-hmm. they literally just pretended like that never happened i i got you know i was thinking about that in terms of the history of tv you know because i feel like you know the way the way things work with serialization on on voyager like was much more the norm for tv in the old days you know like x files is like that too like they'll have they'll have an episode and like this crazy thing will happen but like it'll just never come up again or maybe they'll briefly mention it in passing but it won't actually have any serious effect on what comes later it feels like Lost is like trapped at times between that way of thinking about TV and the and the later more like really intensely serialized like the next episode picks up from the previous one they're so mm-hmm. intricately linked you know like some TV is really like that now where it's just like almost you can't even separate them into episodes you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I feel like Lost like sometimes drifts uh, in that range and that's that's maybe part of the reason why we have some unsatisfying plot lines that just kind of go nowhere like that one I, I think they it could have worked if they would have made the point tie back to his mom and that mm-hmm. his obsession with her was about his unresolved guilt that his mother dying in his childbirth mm-hmm. and then all these other women dying. And so, you know, the pieces are there. Um, but yeah, I agree. They just kind of hit a wall and didn't come back to it. Yeah, it actually, it felt like a season three outtake to me. Like they should have put that in season three when like mm-hmm. the, the, the Ben Juliet drama was at its height, but yeah. It's like they barely even interact after that point. So like it's just a weird point to put it in the show. I yeah, I don't know. It's like a B side or something. Uh number four is Nikki and Paolo's story. Oh man. No, 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 no. I refuse to accept that. 
I think Expose is actually a great episode, and I refuse to be convinced otherwise. Now, are Nikki and Paula great characters? No, but, like, the stuff they had do in that episode is really unique, and I really enjoyed that episode when I rewatched. So... I think, you know, I think, you know, the way they introduce Nikki and Paula is crappy and, you know, the end point is like kind of uh, disappointing. Yeah, that, they're, but... they're saying the whole story arc, not just that episode. Yeah, 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 that, fair enough. Know. But Expose is like a really fun episode. So anyway, mm-hmm. I, I have mixed feelings about Nikki and Paula for that reason. Number three is Michael kills Libby and Anna Lucia. Oh, well, that was a great plot line. What? This is the most hated storyline. These are the storylines people hated. Okay, well, I then I just 100% disagree. That's the beginning of the podcast. Like, that was a huge moment. I mean, we were just talking about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like that Michael killed Libby and Anna Lucia, and I don't like how it happened. I still, I still find it frustrating, uh, that whole gambit of like, oh, I got to pretend this, and I got to get Walt, and um yeah i still have a bitter taste in my mouth about about that whole thing and and then michael just pays the price for that Um, i mean i don't like where it goes um but the plot itself i don't know i thought it was just really well executed really powerful like the way they played it was great like i don't know i i um I think it's set up like a really interesting dynamic. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, uh, that says, plot... Not only did he kill Anne Lucy and Libby, but he also cemented his place as one of the worst characters when he betrayed Kate, Jack, and Sawyer. And after everything they did for Michael, it was upsetting that this was how he repaid them. So that's the context in which they're writing. Yeah, a lot of people hate Michael. I've seen that a lot of times online. Mm-hmm. And I just don't. It's like they, yeah, it's that, right? That's the reason. Like they feel yeah. this deep sense I, of yeah, betrayal exactly. from that plot line. And I just don't feel that way about that plot line. Like, I hate the writing. I don't hate Michael for it. I, yeah, it's, it's, I, I, to me, I understand where he's coming from in that. And I think, you mm-hmm. know, the, the, they, they get like a lot of pathos from him out of that. Like, I, it's, it's clear that it wasn't an easy choice and like framing it that way is just so like heartless. Like what the fuck? I don't know. Like a a lot of the characters made questionable decisions that had negative effects on the other characters because of personal issues they were dealing with. Like, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. But not everybody killed two losses. Not everybody killed two losses, but like they were tail section people. Like they, (laughs) I mean, no offense, but like... So two tail sections equals one main character. Yeah, I mean, Aunt Lucia didn't even rate for the church, and like, I feel like Libby's only there because she's Hurley's plus one. You know, who even really knew Mm -hmm. Libby anyway? Like, no offense, I mean, they're people, I'm not Mm -hmm. trying to devalue them, but it's just like, in terms of like, that level of like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, like, I I don't know, I I, I feel like the way the plot I think it's the betrayal. I think it's the betrayal. Um, You know, it, yeah, uh, yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot against going against Michael in that case. But it's like, it isn't is Locke? I don't know. I just feel like there's a lot of other characters that do stuff that you could interpret as a betrayal. It's not maybe as extreme as that, but like, it does lead to other characters getting killed. And I don't know. I it's yeah. Eh. 
I'm not convinced. Okay, number two is the Flash Sideways. Okay, well, you know, yeah, I can understand that being there. You want to guess number one? Um, Cave of Light? No. Uh, Across the Sea? No. Think about a, a story or a plot point, not an episode. Oh, a plot point. Um, the knowing, temple? That fans, knowing that fans love romance. And what would be the most hated things for fans who love romance? Uh, and also, I didn't like either. <laughs> Said and Nadia? Uh, Said and Shannon? No. Uh, Getting close. Um, uh, Juliet's death? No, you're getting close. Um, Keep naming couples. Uh, oh shit and uh, death <laughs> oh god Sun and Jin Sun and Jin yeah. ah okay got it right because of the Gion thing yeah 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 sure yeah now I understand that yeah I, I'm I'm not happy with that either <laughs> I can I can concur I I wish I wish they had yeah mm. <laughs> It's like they wanted to kill off some characters, um, and yeah, it just wasn't gonna be. I don't know. Yeah, it's almost like it's almost like Sawyer should have died, or like somebody else should have died, so that like they could live. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's what makes it tragic. Yeah, but yeah, I feel like they just, the tragedy gets muffled by the fact that Jen could have left. <laughs> You know, to the left. What do you mean? Could like he he could have uh, saved himself basically, and you know, then that would have been the most hated plot point. Gotten to when see son leaves, when son leaves Jin. Uh, when Jin leaves son to drown by herself. Yeah, I mean, but it's like if son's like you know, I can't leave, but you can go. You know, raise our daughter that you've never met before. I don't know. I feel like you can sell that. Um in a way where you don't hate Jin for doing it. He, he can still fight it. It could still be hard, you know? Yeah, but it's but like... the daughter he never met versus the love of his life, you know? Uh, yeah. It's a tough one. I agree that there's a way they could have done that in a different setup, for sure. Yeah, because it just feels... I don't know. Like... Because, you know, it's not a foregone conclusion that he would even get off the island, right? True. So, I think it's... Yeah, but I agree with you that it would have been nice to 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 have something. I mean, they don't even acknowledge there. it, so I think that's the main thing that bothers me about the scene. You mm-hmm. know, um, hey, just like life, sometimes you know, you get orphaned. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, I get it. I, I, but honestly, like in a way, I find Sade's death more disappointing. Because, like, uh, at least Sun and Jin get, like, emotional closure. Yeah. Saeed, but, yeah, but Saeed gets to die kind of a hero, though. Yeah. Yeah. So he's got that going for him. He does one last brave thing, you know. True. Um, but I it just feels a bit perfunctory after, like, this season of, like, I don't know what you want to call it, like, moping. <laughs> like, 
I don't know. His character just has nowhere to go past like that plot line where he's killing people for Ben. I think, uh, yeah, and I, you know, the, you know, I'll go out on a limb again and say that I, I feel like what we're maybe supposed to get from Saeed, you know, he, he comes back from the dead or whatever, and he's got literally no purpose, literally just nothing for him to do but waste away like a zombie, and like, you know, the opposite of him being a torturer is him being is him sacrificing himself or something, right? So, I, I see the symmetry and how he ends up and finding that last bit of purpose being the opposite of what his great shame was or whatever, um, or guilt. Um, but yeah, to me, it's more like, I don't, I don't, I, I, I like that he got to be a hero or, or sacrifice or whatever, but I just kind of, to your point, don't like the details of it and just kind of how it just happened haphazardly. And um, yeah, it's a little, yeah, unsatisfying in that way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah, it didn't feel like he really reached an endpoint. It was just like, well, here's a life or death situation, and he runs mm-hmm. with the bomb. Jack, Jack got a great death. Juliet got a great yeah. death. And yeah. is that it? Uh, I mean, like, I don't think anybody. It really worked out that well. <laughs> the dying. Um, I think who else died that we saw? Um, uh, like recently, or oh, in the show overall? Like overall, like Charlie's death, I think is pretty effective. Oh, Charlie, Charlie, yep, yep, yep. Um, classic. Uh, Not Penny's boat. <laughs> well, whose boat is it? <laughs> I think uh, I think Boone's death, you know, is pretty powerful in season one. Um, and not really for Boone per se, but that's that's yeah, I wouldn't quite give it for the, the way same it affects the other characters. Yeah, yeah, he didn't get a good death, it was a good plot line. Yeah, it was but... a good plot line. Maybe that's a better way to put it. Um, I think Locke's death is is good in how harsh it is. Mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. not you know it's not like a satisfying death it's sort of the opposite of that but i i guess in that way i appreciate it, mm-hmm. it just yeah the extent to which it's so ridiculously harsh um uh so yeah i think i'm just thinking this would have been insane but i was just thinking what if this is a completely different show, but I was just thinking, what if when Ben is killing Locke and Locke is, you know, about to die, he's having a near-death experience, he flash, he gets a, t- a taste of the flash sideways as he's right about to die, and his last words are, I forgive you, Ben. <laughs> and then we find out all those years later mm-hmm. that it was him and the flash sideways telling like Ben the reason he said that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been nice. It would have been nice. You know, another another moment I was thinking about that's like vaguely along those lines is that moment with Michael on the freighter when Christian Shepard appears mm-hmm. right before he dies and says, you can go now. It almost feels like they're hinting at the Christian Shepard from the Flash Sideways there. You know, it almost feels like he's mm-hmm. playing that role, mm-hmm. you know? Um, it's that's, like, um, that's who it should be. It's like like, it doesn't do. make sense that it's Man in Black. No, it really doesn't. It really doesn't. And yet he doesn't move on. And like Michael's only reaction is, who are you 
So. Yeah, and and that's that's another case of this idea of of ghosts from the Flash sideways visiting the island. Yeah, on, on like a mission. Yeah, 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 but like a, a a failed mission. Like I I don't know. Like what was going on there? It's it's a weird one. But uh, uh, it does feel like they had some idea they were going for there that connects with what they're doing in Flash Sideways. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it would have been nice. I don't, I don't think they knew about the Flash Sideways at that point or when Ben was killing Locke. But, uh, yeah. you know, by the way they did Juliet, I feel like if they had known, they could have planned to do something like that where he says a thing that he, that he says mm-hmm. again. It would have been it would have been interesting. You know, there were a lot of like references to the afterlife in season six. You know, it's like once they knew that's where they were going, they you know, they they started laying on the foreshadowing. But yeah. I think uh, you know, uh I, I, I do wonder at what point they conceptualize the idea of like doing an entire portion of the show in the afterlife, you know, as yeah. a substitute for flashbacks. I think it should have been early because they would have had to figure out the structure, right? And like, what are we cutting to? What are the two things that are mm-hmm. the structure? Because they do that every season. It's, yeah. It used to be. Yeah. No, no, no. Clearly it was before season six, but I guess I'm saying how far before season six? Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, did they have an inkling of it at any point in season five, for example? Yeah. Well, we'll ask Damon and Carlton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then they yeah. won't tell us. No, nah, they probably won't. That's that's a good one from the Dodge. Uh all right, man. Well, uh, we don't have to make this one thirty six hours. Luckily, hours. Um, <laughs> and this won't be the last time we talk about the end. I'm sure. No, no. In fact, we're going to talk about it next week. We'll be back next week <laughs> to talk about it again. So yeah. Hey, look at that! I'm pretty good in the future. <laughs> um well cool well um all right well cheers to um i guess the penultimate end of the commentary series yeah um, yeah but, you know the last like sort of regular one so congratulations yeah yeah making it here and uh you know we could do the live one and uh yeah kind of have a bit of a celebration going on Yes, to bring your party hats, everybody. Yeah, I hope you got party hats. You've got time to order party hats if you don't have any. They're probably easy to get, realistically. Two days on Amazon Prime, I mean. (laughs) Of course. All right, everybody, until next time. Thanks and namaste. Namaste and good luck.